We don't have to, like, cut our own dicks off. Oh, my gourd. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. Thank you, darling. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. The sexiest podcasters I know, Sir Spencer and DeLorean. Well, the bowl after bowl guy? Bowl after bowl. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Or until you're better again. In any order that you take it in, we'll take it. It is October 11th, 2022. Uh, broadcasting live to you from Human Region 7. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And this is Bowl After Bowl, episode 196, in fact. Edging. Edging. Toward that uh, 200th episode. 200. Which we are actually on target to deliver two weeks from tonight. Wow. Can you believe it? Two weeks to 200. Two weeks to 200. I don't know. We got to do something special. I've been like uh, thinking about it. I've been like, what What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Mm. We Del- got to do Del- something, right? Deliver on our campaign promises. Yeah, we could do that. Shiny new website up. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. Uh, I got some ideas. Uh, you have any clever ideas, you could always text them at 816-607-3663 or you know, leave them in a voicemail, whatever you want to do. Put them in the, ch- uh, the chat. Good evening, by the way, to the chat. Yes, hello, chat. Hello, bowlers. Uh, you can get to that chat by getting up in that IRC. Uh, we are at irc.zeronode.net and the Bull After Bull channel. Pound Bull After Bull. You know you want to. Join us. Join us, uh, goofy motherfuckers in there. We're just hanging out, saying this and that, saying this and that. They're producing the show in live time. That's right. Real time. You can also listen right as I'm saying my words. You can hear them with your ears at uh, stream.bullafterbull.com or... On the No Agenda live stream. Yes. At uh, No Agenda live stream, we are always on every Tuesday, right after DH Unplugged. So, great times. Great times. Great times. It's been a good week. We did uh, just have a Bowls with Buds that was quite fun. We did. We were joined by the illustrious Billy Bones. Yes. Uh, it was awesome talking to him again. Yeah. We talked to him, of uh, in the flesh. In the flesh. He came through while he was still kind of uh, technically a Washingtonian, but now he's a Tennessinian, right? Is that how you do it? Uh, yes. <laughs> a Tennessee? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Tennessee people are called. Good people. Call them them there over yonder, <laughs> typically. But yeah, that was a fantastic time. Uh, uh, fun to just sit down. Pick his mind, Billy Bones, of course. Extra famous Walk Through the Mind podcast that is in the No Agenda stream rotation. And uh, yeah, had a great goddamn time. What can I say? They had a great goddamn time. It's a, it's a fun time. We uh, do have a Bulls with Buds scheduled. If Ooh. you are the type that stocks the upcoming scheduled programming, 
the only place that I still know of that you can find that, of course, curiocaster.com when you're looking at your favorite podcasts. And uh, your favorite podcasts have a live tag, a live item tag in their RSS feed, and it's set to pending. Well, Curiocaster will actually show you the time and date that that pending show will take place according to that live item. And uh, that's our next thing. It's going down on Friday evening. We're going to be talking once again to a bowl favorite, the one and only Farmer Todd. So it is harvest time, and uh, I think Todd has some things on his mind. He reached out to me and was like, uh, it's time. It's time to get back in the bowl, my friend. So Heck we, yeah. We made time, and and he's eager to uh, talk to us through a new sound situation, a new setup. Ooh. I think, Bowlers, if you remember last time that we talked to Farmer Todd, there was a bit of some uh, delay on the clean feed action, uh, and he ended up calling us on the phone, and, and it was still a great episode. We talked to him just fine. But uh, we should be getting a little bit more high-fidelity Farmer Todd vocals going down. Juicy. He'll be joining us straight from the shop. The shop. Yeah, the shop. Woo. So definitely tune into that. Don't miss it. It's going to be fantabulous. Yeah. We have a great Farmer Todd ISO on the board, too, from the last oh, yeah, Bulls of Buzz right. that we did with we him. We do have that somewhere, don't we? It's like... Uh, that was the last copy I slapped. Yeah. yeah. Slapping commies. Slapping commies and... Uh, Doing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, just generally fighting the man over there in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So that'll be fun. Catch up with uh, Farmer Todd, see what he's been up to, see what he's been pulling up out of the ground. What else do we got going on? Oh, tomorrow, this was kind of last minute, but uh, the Orange Pill Addicts reached out to me, and uh, I'm going to be on uh, their show. Pretty cool. It's going to be 8 p.m. tomorrow, and they do broadcast live on a platform, I think I've mentioned briefly a couple times, Vita. Vita? Vita. V-I-D-A, Vita. I think that's like uh, Vita Live or something is their Twitter handle. Uh, it's an interesting mm. platform. I remember talking about it on the show when they first started using it. So I'm interested to see kind of like the full experience of, you know, guesting on it. Um, is this with video? It is with video. Oh. Yeah. So. Nice. You have to put some clothes on. I know. Well, I may maybe see if we yeah. get them deplatformed. <laughs> <laughs> You know, whatever. Challenge accepted. Whatever, whatever. We can figure that out, I suppose. We can figure that out, I suppose. Yeah. You know what else tomorrow is? What? My birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm Oh, excited. my goodness. That sounds really good. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Happy birthday. <laughs> Not yet, but... Uh, Almost. By the time this bowl is over, it'll be my birthday. That's right. It's fast approaching. And if you're listening in the future, then it's long past. Yeah. Perhaps. Then you got to send belateds. you got to send belateds. But yes... Birthday times. I love this time of year. Leaves are all changing color. Everything's getting spooky. Yes. It's my favorite time of year, but I'm biased. It's my second favorite time of year, but it is a really great time of year. My second favorite time of year is your birthday season, too. I love late spring. (laughs) Late spring when it first changes to summer and then early summer. Like, that's my jam. Yep. That's peak year, but then uh, peak year rides into a great fall. I love fall. I love... um, Despite like weird eye allergies that I get in fall, everything else is pretty groovy. Yeah, our eldest has got the ear thing going on. Mm-hmm. The allergy ears. Yeah, fun. She inherited that. Yep. Certainly. But the other two are doing great. <laughs> yeah, no problems there. 
So. Um, what else? I still have holes in my head. Oh, yeah. Today was but the best day so far of that. That's what I was going to say. Today seems like finally maybe on the mend. Uh, uh, not so sure. It's better <laughs> than uh, it was. That's for sure. Let's just say that. I don't think I really like... Uh, I don't feel like I need to lean on the crutch of the drugs, um, let's say, anymore. Yeah. But god damn. I think that uh, it's still like a long haul to get back to where I can like just act regular, you know? Just eat mm. regular, act regular, be regular. Like, you gotta just take this extra bullshit. You get your wisdom teeth out. They, they tell you beforehand, and I know, like I knew better, right? I knew better. <laughs> they tell you beforehand, it's like... Oh, it's so laid back these days. It's really no big deal. People just like really, you know, recover really fast nowadays. It's not like it used to be. Dude, it fucking sucks, and it sucks for weeks. That's how they got you in the chair. Yeah, I knew With better, but it was beautiful that... Beautiful lies. It was that uh, infection shit. You know, I had a chronic infection in my ears that I just want to get rid of, and I never go in and have them treated or nothing, you know, and just, like, ride them out. Like a three to five day, like, experience or whatever. But it happened so often that I figured, ah, you know, it's probably caused by that back there. But I just don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah. In the long run how that pans out. But uh, if the infections don't come back, then I would say it's worth it. So far, I would uh, absolutely not recommend it to anybody. (laughs) Friends, family, coworkers. You know, just just tell them, nah, thank you. Appreciate it, but no. They want mine. They want to take they my They want everyone's. If you have any, they will say that you need them out. That's just what they do. I've got, they say, you need these out. I've got one that's given me issues in the past, but I always just chomp some garlic, and it's then like, I don't uh, have issues anymore. It's like I used to work uh, installing dryer vents, right? And we'd like start by just diagnosing everything about the system, and everybody would need a new dryer vent. The you know the the vent on the outside of the house, like the exit vent, yeah. exit valve, because everybody has like one that sucks pretty much. Uh, we have this fancy one, so and uh, another and the transition too. Everybody has that shitty like half plastic, half uh, it's like plasticky with like a metal reflection, so it looks like foil, but it's really fucking plastic. Robot arms on a Halloween costume. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's not uh, you know fire certified or anything it's like a fire hazard so but uh yeah you know it's just one of those professional things where it's like all right open your mouth oh you still have your wisdom teeth <laughs> we're gonna need those well, well that's on the recommended program it's on the recommended care plan yeah i forgot to mention when we were talking about our dentist trip but they did that waterly thing on our eldest and it doesn't hurt at all, and they cleaned out her cavity and mm-hmm. filled it and whatever. Um, and so I asked, I was like, so can you use that for deep cleanings, like when you get into the gums and whatever? And the guy was like, <laughs> the dentist, he says, oh, yeah, I guess I could. And I was like, you know what, all dentists are sadists. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I guess I could, like, because I've just heard, I've never needed a deep cleaning before. I do now, but I've heard bad things about that, too, and I was trying to ease into it and it make it sucks, less sucky. It all sucks. Yeah. You filled out your form correctly. They said, oh, have you had any bad experiences with the dentist? And you're like, they're all bad. Yeah. <laughs> Literally all of them. Even if you're just going to wait in the waiting room for somebody else to have shit done, it still sucks. Yeah, it did. The dentist sucks. <laughs> Boo, dentist. Don't go there. Just let your teeth fall out. Fuck it. 
Who needs teeth anyway? <laughs> oh my god. Ah, fucking teeth. It's just no good, man. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. No. But I am excited for my birthday. We're going to do some exploring yes. places I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> Up north. Got to... Uh, Day go trip. To, go to the unexplored areas of the map. Yes. Brighten them up. Do a little day trip. We'll get the whole day ahead of us. Illuminate the Missouri map of the mind. Yes. And we, we moved our chiropractor, right? No. No? You still want to do I can, that? I can move it if you need me to. It just seems like we'd have more of the day, you know? Yeah. To explore. I also don't mind starting the day with a chiropractor because it's well, a great way to start the day. There's that, too. But Maybe we move it earlier. Earlier. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There we go. Compromise. See? Compromise in real time. It's just uh, it's part of the way we do things around here. Yes, the way of the bowl. Way of the bowl, dude. Way of the bowl, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Who knows what's in store? Not me. <laughs> Figure it out. You got your suit? Oh, yeah, obviously. Very nice. Donning it right now. Perfect. Early. Perfect. Well, you just got to be ready. You can't keep like <laughs> your eye on the clock this whole time, you know? No, no, of course what not. What would that do? What would that do? You can keep your eye on the bowlers, though. Yes. Because they're always chirping in, chiming in, helping out, returning the value they receive from the show, a value for value podcast is what we call it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't our damn idea. But uh, we stand on the shoulders of giants, and we have entered in to this new way, this new way of living, uh, value for value, where you don't rely like on trusted third parties. Uh, even if you use trusted third parties, by the way, and I did kind of want to get into that a little bit um, in a second, but uh, value for value, it's, it's, it's a freedom thing with our content, right? We put it out there, and it's free. You know, free in the sense of you are allowed to listen to it. And uh, if you decide it sucks and you walk away and you play it a bunch of times before you decide that, then, like, you know, nobody chases you down for some kind of bill you didn't pay or some copyright infringement or any crap like that. All we ask is, you know, consider what value you get out of the show. We try to put a bunch in there for you. We try to make it a great show for you to listen to. Fun, exciting, relaxing. I don't know, whatever. Whatever you find in it. Uh, we ask you return that in some form of value. And we always thank the people who give their treasure up front because it does keep the show rolling, keeps the servers hopping, it keeps the live stream on the air, pays all the bills uh, to keep the show alive, and we very much appreciate it. And uh, it's how we can keep this feedback loop going. You, we put the value in, you put the value in, we have something to make more value to put back in. So uh, It's like treating each other like adults and equals and... Uh, you know, free, uh, loving people. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. And speaking of the whole point, we do have some uh, free, loving people coming in on, wait for it, hate for it, PayPal. <gasps> I know, I know. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, including Farmer Todd again. <laughs> I am not sure. Uh, remember last week we had kind of an email, but not a. he wasn't on the ledger here. <laughs> this uh, magical ledger that they give you. So... Uh, it looks like a second payment uh, did indeed come in, and so now both of those payments are on the ledger. So thank you oh, again, wow. Thanks, Farmer, Farmer Todd. Todd. I'm not sure whether you meant to send the 9.99 the second time as well, but it came in a second time, and we appreciate both of them. And uh, 
There was no note on the second one, but hell, I'll just reread the first one. He said, cheers, bowlers. You can't ever get a strike if you never roll one. Take a chance and spark one up. So, I think I comboed him last spark time. Spark one up. I'll combo him again. Very nice. Yes. Absolutely. We also have recurring payment, which is uh, really fun if you're just a Luddite and you don't know how to do uh, the cron jobs and all that kind of stuff. I know that uh, Servo and some others have been rocking out these... Uh, I know Dave Jones has some going, these uh, boost crons that uh, will boost, like, recurring payments, which is so cool. But uh, PayPal makes it a hell of a lot easier. And we do have a recurring payment coming in from none other than Dan Gehring. Yeah, Nom. Millennial Media Offensive. You know him as Nom. He's in the chat. Nom, Nom, Nomin. Yep. I and, name uh, Millennial. His monthly 10 bucks came in today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Also known as Greg Daniels. Yes. That's his porn name, by the way. Take um, the uh, safe search off. That's right. Yeah, just uh, remove <laughs> the blur joy. filter. <laughs> remove the content warning. Click through. You know you want to see it. Uh, lastly, we have another payment coming in here uh, from Bayern Giant. Oh, Bayern Giant. Our fellow KC boy. Uh, he says, I know cuck bucks are whack, but you all have given me so much value. It must be returned one way or another. Thank you for your courage and go Chiefs. Yeah, how about them, Chief? Beautiful. And uh, 369. Woo! 369. Very nice. Thank you, sir. And uh, Cockbox Whack, yes. Uh, we're kind of stuck in the system. I, I kind of wanted to just, uh, I guess, I don't know, muse on observe on the uh, hair fires that seem to catch over the weekend as, as this new PayPal terms of service rolled out. And, uh, you know, PayPal. They are big fucking megla corporation uh shady bastards uh we've known this i think for quite some time yes but uh what is nice about paypal is that's another way for people to return value and so the value for value one of these ways that uh i kind of see it and you know other people feel different ways about this it's totally fine like everyone has their personal philosophy so i'm not trying to say that everyone else is doing it wrong but from my perspective, uh, I want to be able to give these people uh, who find value in our show as many options to return the value as possible. I want it to be frictionless. I don't want to make it harder for anybody to return value. That would be kind of working against myself, working against the people who find value in it, working against the show. And that's why we maintain a PayPal. That's why we don't <laughs> shade on the PayPal. That's why we did not boycott the paypal this time uh and you know i mean if you read the terms of service that i don't think that uh yeah you could probably find something in there that would uh, make you poop your pants this whole time yeah this whole time now the clause in there that was the big gotcha for this new rollout was i guess that they said uh you can get smacked with 25 uh up to a 2500 hundred dollar fine for misinformation perhaps you know and uh Wow, everybody re went really wild over that. And, um, you know, on the one hand, rightfully so, okay? The, this is like an egregious fine for misinformation. It's very Orwellian. It's very, uh very wrong thing to do, correct? Uh, but I also have a, a certain sense of confidence, or maybe it's just, uh, uh, I don't know, foolish confidence that PayPal isn't in here <laughs> listening to my show uh, yeah. line by line and uh, seeing where the misinformation comes in ready to grab that money from us. 
Uh, if they did, uh, they would not find $2,500 in there. <laughs> so True. I'm sorry about that. But I don't know. I just, uh, it, 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 it was funny because I saw boobs lamenting about this uh, on a couple of shows that were like chopping off their own PayPal uh, support, which they would be like, you know, a, a lot of the narrative was, we're cutting off our PayPal. This is going to hurt us a lot, but, you know, we got to find some alternatives. And then, like, they're floating alternatives. And, like, what are the alternatives? More PayPal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Venmo, Cash App. Um, somebody floated some fucking Dan Bongino thing. Like, he's going to save you. Like, okay, Dan Bongino will save you. Yes, Dan Bongina. Dan Bongina. Uh, rip the Bongina and you will be saved. Uh, if only we had a way to not rely on trusted third-party uh, sources. Huh. And this it comes back full circle to what I kind of alluded to at the beginning. This is what it means to not rely on trusted third-party services. It doesn't mean you're a fucking purist and you never use them, never touch them, never click them, never speak their name, like full avoidance mode, right? What it means is if you become the target of one of their shit policies at any given point, it's not over for you and you don't have to scramble to something else because you don't rely on their shit. You can always use them, but don't rely on it. Don't build your foundation on it. And, uh, you know, you got an escape hatch. You have other means. They, are on they only represent one uh, pipe that can be turned off. And then at that point, maybe, you know, if, if, if we get cut off of PayPal, if we get trouble from PayPal, then they fuck, they, you know, they fuck that pipeline up. But I don't want to do it. I don't want to say, no, you guys can't give us money on PayPal anymore. We're taking it away. No, it's PayPal's move, not mine. And that's kind of the attitude I want to take with it. Uh, I think that's more effective. And I think it kind of... I don't know, if, if there's some kind of a fucking war or struggle here versus PayPal, um, that's part of it, you know? I don't know. That's just my two cents. I can be off my fucking rocker easily. But uh, it just kind of amused me, you know? Like, we're gonna we're gonna cancel our PayPal and keep our bank account. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just felt very knee-jerk is what I'm saying. It felt very knee-jerk. And, it, you know, PayPal comes out and says, well, we didn't mean it. It wasn't for real. Yeah, they pulled an OnlyFans. As though, like, as though they don't, like, fucking read drafts and, and, and re-edit. And now, for also, for what it's worth, I saw this same thing posted, like, almost a month ago on NAS. That the mm. PayPal terms were updating and all this. So, but before I got the official, everybody freaked out when PayPal sent the official email out. That's when all of the heads started rolling and like the teeth started gnashing and people started tearing their sackcloth. But, uh, you know, I kind of read through it and I was just kind of like, mm, I really don't see that as a laser wire. I'm going to trip. And like, when in doubt, shut your mouth is sort of my policy <laughs> on a lot of things, you know? Like, oh, could you get in trouble? Well, chances are no if you just shut up, right? All right. Usually. Chances are just like, you know. Just keep your mouth shut. It's it's like when you walk up into a building and they've got that stupid uh red circle with a slash through it over like this cartoon of a of a of a some kind of a pistol. Like I don't know, like it always looks like a nine uh nineteen eleven. It's like what am I supposed to do to this? What I mean no no nineteen elevens? Okay. Check. I have no nineteen elevens. Yes. <laughs> it's like uh alright. Don't ask, don't tell, don't shish, don't shash, and probably gonna be fine. Probably gonna be fine. But if you're not fine, if you're not fine, 
you always, always have Bitcoin. Woo! That uh, cannot be stopped, that cannot be shut down, that cannot be told what to do. And that's what you want to actually rely on. Uh, rely on yourself. Rely on your own infrastructure. You know, don't... Uh, it's like, oh, my trusted third-party service made me upset. Now I need to look for another trusted third-party service. No, 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 no. No, build some shit, man. You can do it. We already have the tools. We already have the tools at our disposal. We have podcasting 2.0. And we can accept boosts and streaming sets from any enabled podcast app. You can also key send payments straight node-to-node, peer-to-peer, nobody else in between at all. If you wanted to open a direct channel to us and you ran your own node and you used a tool like Boost CLI, then there's literally not even a hop of a middleman. You're going straight to the source. And no one can get between that money. And it's so much fun. It's a fantastic uh, uh, feedback mechanism. People send little messages attached to the boost, call them boostograms. And uh, Harvard always hits us up with that right when we get rolling that 4269. We appreciate that. Uh, Speak of the devil too. Boost CLI is what he's using. I did want to scroll back to where the last show ended, though, because uh, we have some people who. Uh, hit us on the fade out, including there's Harvet again, fourteen twenty. Thank you, sir. As Ooh. we uh, as we fade, also Nuke Boostin came in from Servo thirty three thirty three. All right, thanks, Servo. He's got his new setup with his uh, new little NUC little Nuke. I don't know how you pronounce that. Um, it's a little mini computer. Seems to be, I don't know. How's that working? Let us know, Servo. He seems to be back up and running and online. Uh, <laughs> A fun, fun bit of news to talk to a little bit later. Um, we have a bunch of boosts that we did read on Billy Bones' show, and I just want to say, like, we usually just credit uh, the live boosts for the Bulls with Bud stuff. And then throughout the week, we like to give credit for boosters when they come in. Um, including, nice show, keep it up, uh, Mono de Zubria. Wow, um, thank you. Mono de Zubiria, maybe. Ten sats out of fountain. Appreciate you. Uh, let's see. That's a mere mortals. I did a lot of testing because my node was up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, which I know sounds sexy, but it really was not. 20,000 <laughs> sats came in uh, just 30 minutes ago, by the way, from Rev Cyber Trucker out of the Fountain app. And uh, he says, ear infections suck. Truth. Yes. Thanks, Rev. What did you say? I can't hear you. Of an ear infection. Uh, yes, I know it. I know ear infections suck. Tell me about it, man. Hopefully I don't get them anymore. That's my hope. That's my hope and my ultimate wish. Then it will all have been worth it, maybe. Uh, 333 next from Bowie Steed out of Fountain, who just says, Bullers in the Bull test. Bullers in the Bull test. East. I should be more specific. Thanks, Bowie. Yes, Bowie Steed. The one and only. And then uh, 666, uh-oh. It's Weirdo coming at us from Fountain. And uh, Weirdo says, four out of five dentists recommend this toothpaste. Yeah, because it keeps them in a job by destroying your teeth. Oh. Yep. There we are. Uh, in fact, uh, behind the schemes, got directly behind the scheme of fluoride in the water and other products and uh, the whole scheme of that. The whole, uh, oh, let's put our chemical pollutant waste into products and sell it. 
and profit off of shit that we can't uh, safely get rid of. <laughs> it's fucked up. Wonderful time. Uh, you should check that out. Behind the Schemes has threes for ease in schemes. That's right. I'll put a link to the episode in the show notes. Always linked in the show notes. Always linked. And yes, as you're listening along, those uh, bowling pins crashing over as we go through, that's the uh, boost sound. Yeah. That's the sound of a new boost coming in. So in real time, you can hear the value being returned, and that's what we love so much about it. It's the next level. It's the evolution. It's the step away from uh, things like PayPal, Patreon, blah, 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 you know, all the shit that we're so angry and upset about. And uh, we don't have to, like, cut our own dicks off. Uh, but it's time to build a transi- uh, transitional bridge here and start to walk over it. And uh, we're just evolving, you know? Uh, we're going to keep both in play so long as, like, uh, both in play is a feasible thing to do. But uh, we do encourage you to take that next step. Free yourself. Be sovereign, man. That's all we're asking. BYOB. Bring Be your sovereign. own booze. Bring your own bud. Be your own bank. In the bowl. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Purists are mad in the chat. Oh, that's all right. You are pure, so there's no need to be mad. Yes. There are easier ways to contribute value, too. Well, I say easier, but other alternative forms of value contribution that you can give to the bowl, like making art or sending us ISOs or dropping an ISO in the chat as we're going along live. You just type ISO... And say what was said, maybe who said it, so we can find it in the post. But there's also a weekly topic. Every week, we ask about the first time you ever did a thing. This week, we want to hear about the first time you ever found a dead animal. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816-607-607. Yes, 816-607-3663. And if you have crappy reception or your voice shy, you can text. And pictures are also accepted. They work. Uh, I just tested them earlier, in fact. You're still working. Nice. I heard a boost come through. A boost did come through. It was beautiful timing. Uh, that's our man Boobery. Boobs. Who was sending in a little 6969 action. 69! 69, says, uh, I'd really love to send direct to source, but then where would I get all my outrage content from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one coming in. Servo. Boosting 3333. And uh, he says, Cron fail. Sent it Tuesday, 11 October 2022, 7.53.07 p.m. Pacific. Uh, sorry about your cron. Sorry about your cron. He reliably uh, informs me that Nuck, Nuck is the per- correct pronunciation. Uh, instead of nuke. Yes. So close to nyuck. Nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Fantastic. Love that you're boosting with the Nuck now. You're done. Fucking around, and now you're nucking around. It's the way to go, man. He knows the way to go. The other way to go, of course, is to uh, roll into the. Just 
still want to build a node, you know? Um, we talked last week of people who were like, uh, hesitant to build a node because of pain factors. And, uh, you know, you get pain factors no matter what. You get pain factors trusting a third party. You get pain factors, um, you know, relying on external sources. There's some pain factors in learning things that you don't know how to do. But uh, I think that the benefits that come with the pain factors of the latter um, are, are quite great. You know, you become more resilient and self-reliant, whereas the pain factors of the former don't really have any benefits. They just hurt. They just hurt, and that's all. And you get extra mad because it's not supposed to hurt. You know, the pain is a little bit less when you're doing it yourself because you kind of go in there knowing sometimes there's going to be issues. And boy, do we have a fun one on Sunday. A big, fat uh, L&D bug. In fact, mm. if you're a nodey boy and uh, you have a node running, but you don't check it often and it seems to kind of work most of the time, uh, you might want to take a peek. L&D um, just had a big, bad bug on Sunday. What can I say? It caused all of the L&D nodes to uh, cease syncing with the blockchain. And the culprit was one guy fucking around and... Uh, Sending a taproot, sending a taproot transaction that had a multi-sig 998 out of 999 uh, multi-sig smart contract. So this is kind of one of the taproot implementations. Taproot brought us uh, the ability to do smart track, uh, smart contracts on the layer one itself, and you know. Guys out there testing stuff, test, test and break, test and break. Well, they found a, a big bad one and freezed everything. I've seen yeah. a lot of different reporting on this. Um, a lot of it's confusing, but essentially the, the library that L&D uses uh, within the Bitcoin daemon to kind of parse through and sync the blockchain, uh, it, it didn't know how to parse this big-ass transaction it was just too big for it. It exceeded the maximum size allowed. So uh, it's interesting. There was a hot fix right away within hours that they pushed out uh, in 0.15.2 beta. So if you are running a raspy blitz like me, what you got to do is um, the behavior will be you'll be stuck on this syncing screen and it'll say you have, are 100% synced with Bitcoin and it'll say you're 100% synced with Lightning, both. And uh, what you want to do is Control-C to get back to the command line, and you can hit Menu to bring up the Raspi Blitz menu. Um, a lot of times you'll just call on Raspi Blitz, the Raspi Blitz command to bring up the menu, but of course that will take you back to the syncing screen, and so you'll be in this loop. What you got to do is hit Menu, and uh, once you call the Menu command, you'll be able to get into the menu, and you can go to the Update option. Choose L and D and choose to uh, do the reckless update to 0.15.2 beta, and that has the little hot fix. Uh, they did come out with a new image, so I, I as some of you might know, I turned on the uh, hybrid mode using Tunnel Sats as a service uh, to set everything up, and so I got hybrid mode going on my own node, and. Uh, I don't know, something in the tweaks, I just, I messed something up in my L&D conf or somewhere, and it was freezing, I couldn't restart it with system control, I couldn't stop and start it with system control, it was just a nightmare, everything was breaking down, resets off on, 
whatever. And uh, Open Noms was like, you know what? You're probably going to have to f- just reflash it. So I reflashed the old image of the, the original release of the 1.8.0 that they did uh, back in July. Well, they've since just now released a new image that includes not only the new L&D hotfix, but also some bug fixes that had been scheduled to be put in uh, the next minor update. So all of that's now available. I did end up reflashing, and that's another thing that's kind of nice with uh, the Raspy Blitz software that I've uh, come to appreciate, is if you get in there and jack it up too hard, you can always just reflash a new SD card, and then it will back up everything fresh with a fresh L&D conf. And then the only downside to that, of course, is you got to... If you if you do any customized stuff, you gotta kind of re rewrite that. Mm. Your cron jobs, your uh, system services. Remember last week we were all happy because I finally made a system service for the boo spot. That's right. And then when you reflash, that's gone. So uh. to reinstall and all that stuff, to return on tunnel sets, all of that, you know. But just another rep. So I think it ultimately made me a little bit, you know. A little bit easier to understand what's going on with all the moving parts and everything that I need. What's custom, what's not. Uh, so yes, the Umbral, of course, is much more user-friendly on that. You just had yeah. to... It's been super lackadaisical. Well, update? Update in the App Store. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's stupid. <laughs> you, log in, you sign in, you go to the App Store, you hit update. Bada bing, bada boom. You got a control C, you got a command line, you got to you know. You go to the menu, but not this raspy blitz menu, the other menu. No, you just hit a button and you're good to go. So, you know, you got I options. got the lazy node. You got options. That's the beauty of it. You can do several things. Oh, man. Yeah, this was the first uh, umbral, the first time I really had to touch it, besides regular updates. Yeah. Um. I guess a feather in the cap for the other implementations, uh, Eclair and uh, Core Lightning, neither were affected by this weird bug. Oh, wow. Um, the reason that L&D implementation is used so heavily on the podcasting side is that uh, whole Keysyn thing that uh, we kind of rely on. But uh, I know that Core Lightning does have a plug-in mechanism, and I have seen people try to use it but I haven't heard of anybody like using it and loving it. And I'm always interested in other implementations, but the podcasting 2.0 spec seems to want L and D. And, um, I don't know. I kind of want to try this LDK node. I've been hearing a lot of hype and I think that it has sort of extra, extra stuff that you can do just from the surface level stuff that I've read. I haven't gotten my hands dirty at all. I've just, it's all been empty threats so far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all empty threats but someday someday i'm ready to kind of sink my teeth in it this particular incident makes me uh, a little more eager to do it though i can tell you that on-chain uh hash rate continues to climb at astounding rates hitting all-time highs on hash rates and we just had a huge hit difficulty adjustment it was like uh what 13 point something percent if i remember right off the top of my head i didn't write it down um, thirteen point five fiver. Wow, was the previous difficulty adjustment, and now we have another estimate of nine point three seven. If the current rate uh, is to hold up, 
and it is going even higher, even higher. A few different reasons for it, at least from my perspective. I mean, I've been watching the prices at Kaboom Racks go down for these miners, and I really think that a lot of people are just plugging in home nodes or home uh, mining nodes and just starting to mine for the first time. Just a lot of plebs who like see a really good deal, and they're like, eh, screw it, I'll get one. It's cheap, and then I can get some non-KYC coin going. Just a little trickle. Uh, the downside is with more hash power comes more competition, so you're just getting like a smaller piece of every solve as more and more miners come online. But um, I, th- I really wonder if another reason isn't because of the whole Ethereum merge and they're no longer a proof of working. Mm. And anybody who was doing proof of work mining on Ethereum now, you know, they might they might say, hey, uh, maybe maybe it's time to switch my rig over, switch my setup to run some Bitcoin miners instead. I don't know, pure speculation, but it seems to only be accelerating in recent weeks. So difficulty gonna go up and up and up, pretty crazy. Uh, I also saw the EU banned all Russian Bitcoin wallets. They uh, hmm. up some sanctions. So speaking of non KYC Bitcoin. That is a kind of a great reason to have some because, you know, maybe it's a little harder to tell who you are and what wallet you are. The uh, There was a previous ban on Russian Bitcoin wallets, but it basically affected anything that any wallet that held over 10,000 euros. And they just pretty much upped the ban to be like, no, nah, all of them. Mm. All of them down to the single cent, whatever. And it's not just Bitcoin wallets, it's any crypto holdings, so... No EU for you, Russian crypto. No EU for you. Um, I did mention tomorrow night, Orange Pill Addicts. I'll be on there. We have a Casey Bitcoiners uh, coffee meetup bright and early on Friday. We at 7 a.m. at the River Quay uh, Thou Mayest Cafe. And I got word in the chat earlier that the Rev Cyber Trucker will be there as well. Yeah, that's so, awesome. Come hang out with us and talk some Bitcoin. It's going to be fun. Just uh, stir and sip and, yeah. Bitcoin and coffee. That'll be a good time. That's nice. Come out. Beautiful part of the city, too. Right there on the streetcar stop, uh, the very north of the city, right by the River Market District. So, yeah, come hang out with us. It's going to be great. We also always want to mention this uh, upcoming Bitcoin block party, Blocktoberfest, because it's two Sundays away. It's going to be here before you know it. Um, October 23rd going to be out there in the plaza from uh, 2 to 8. Is Sounds right? right. I think it's 2 to 8 p.m. And it's going to just be an open-air Bitcoin market. The KC Fizzolino truck will be out there with some mocktails. And it's going to be a cool time. You're not going to want to miss that one. You'll have your podcasting 2.0 banner. That's right. I'll have the banner <laughs> out. You'll have the stones. Yes, all the rocks. You can come get uh, stoned. Yeah. For sats. Get stoned for sats. Yeah. Because why wouldn't you? I'll have bull after bull stickers, too. Ooh, that's right. I forgot. I'll probably just give you one if you come say hi. Yes. <laughs> Chances uh, are extremely high of that. But yeah, that's that's the uh, that's all the cocaine. That's the shit stain? Yep. All right. You bet. Well, magic number was a little quiet this week. Oh, really? Yeah, Sir Oma sent me a story. A 33-year-old Pittsburgh man was sighted after base jumping off a windmill in Somerset County. So, yeah, uh, I guess he damaged the lock on this windmill to <laughs> base jump off of it. 
The road was damaged. I don't know how that happens. The road? Yeah. No details on how the road was damaged. I mean, maybe he, like, mucked it up with his tires or something. Don't know. But he was cited with criminal trespass, criminal mischief, a favorite charge of mine to read about, and disorderly conduct. Then the big story with the magic number this week was that a Norco drug bust net a record $33 million worth of meth, according to the feds. So they found 3,552 pounds of meth and 145 pounds of cocaine. Whoa. Yep. Uh, what a waste. What a waste, indeed. <laughs> yeah. This was a new record. Uh, for of course it was. Federal drug enforcement officers in Los Angeles. So they're still investigating this, what they believe is a drug ring. And yeah, of course, you know, it was the LA Field Division working with the DEA and the police department. Wow, working together. And finally, my third story is that 33 Texas counties declared invasion at the southern border. And more are expected to follow. But of course, when it's at 33, that's when you put the headline Correct. down. yeah. You gotta get the story out. Oh, that's so wild, man. Never fails. Yeah. It just never fails. Yep. It was an interesting read. Uh, if you are crossing the border and get away, they refer to you as a gotaway. One I word. I consider it an invasion. So <laughs> there's a sentence. The number of gotaways in one month was nearly seven times greater than the population of one of these counties, McMullen County. Hmm. So they threw a bunch of numbers in there. 78 known terrorists apprehended. Uh, they signed some resolutions, you know, asking the governor to declare an invasion of the state. Uh, unknown known terrorists were uh, gotaways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, they said there are five million people apprehended or who got away since January 2021. Wow. Um, but, you know, the Texas legislature allocated $4 billion to fund border security. So, yeah, money at work. Money, yeah, I mean... I think it solves it all, right? All cash, baby. You know what else they uh, found at the border? What? 336 million what they call lethal doses of fentanyl. Whoa. Fentanyl. So like an ounce? I don't know. <laughs> mm, from a story coming up, I mean, it could just be the covering of a pencil tip. Right, yeah. <laughs> just the mere existence of it is lethal. It doesn't take much to get a lot. That's what they say. That is what they say. Mm -hmm. And I say, I'm ready to go behind the curtain. Oh, man. Because guess what? There were no magic number sicky stories this oh, week. That's good. I'm man. so glad. Yeah. Maybe that's over. Maybe we're done with it. Maybe. Maybe it's a segment. Uh, of the death, past. Death toll. Yes. Let's the bell is tolling. Bong, bong. I'm ready to bury that segment. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> Oh, That's the only kind of coofing that I want to hear. That's right. Yep. Well, former Governor Bill Richardson was back in the news talking about Brittany Griner. Oh. Uh, it's eh, more of the same old stuff. I, he uses the exact same terminology from the last time I clipped him. But anyways, I clipped him again so you could hear what he had to say. He's uh, feeling cautiously optimistic. Oh, I love it when people feel that. I am cautiously optimistic on the Griner-Wheeler negotiations. 
I am cautiously optimistic. I think it's going to be a two for two. I don't want to get into who I met with. It was senior Russian officials, uh, individuals close to President Putin. Wow, this guy sounds uh, like a journalist. I've coordinated with the White House. Uh, I've coordinated uh, as much as I can. But, you know, sometimes they're a little nervous about my doing this on my own. But at the same time, uh, we've had success recently with Trevor Reed, the Russian, uh, the, the American hostage in Russia some months ago. So he had a few flubs in there. Like you said, I noticed that uh, Wheeler instead of Whalen, right? And then um, the Russian. <laughs> I, I really like how they get nervous on him doing it on his own, even though he's coordinating. He swears he's coordinating; it's all coordinated. Yeah, but in a previous bowl, we've also had a clip of him where he's like, "I don't take orders right from the government." Yeah, he's all rogue <laughs> on his own, coordinating on mm. his own. Yeah, as a lone wolf coordinating with everyone. I promise that isn't, I'm coordinating while I'm on my own. Isn't it interesting? And you know where he gives these updates? CNN. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I see him. Uh, the other Gritney update doesn't have to do with uh, Brittany Griner, actually. Her appeal is coming up. I believe it's the 25th of October. Um, don't expect much from that, you know, other than kicking the can down the road. But I saw this week that Russia finally moved Mark Fogel, the teacher who was arrested for bringing his medical weed and prescription into Russia, uh, they moved him to a hard labor penal colony. And it really ticked me off because I was under the impression that he already was in a hard labor penal colony. Right. Thanks, journalists. Great job. I felt like this could almost be... Uh, you know, like revenge on the American media. Okay, you said it, so we'll make it true. You know, we got this fragile old man with back pain, all sorts of chronic pain issues. You know, he just had a little bit of weed on him with his doctor's prescription. We're going to send him to the labor camp because you said he was already there. So Ugh. why not? I don't know. That's pure speculation. But I just, I saw the headline and I saw his family, you know, around. Uh, not in the mainstream press, that's for sure. Uh, and it just really bummed me out. It bummed me out. Mm. Yeah, it sucks, man. Because he's just this... It's like he can't do any kind of hard labor. There's no, no way. That's a death sentence. <sighs> and, you know, uh, he's not wrongfully detained, even though he's an American with a medical card. Of course. You know, and a doctor's note and a prescription and... He only he just had his American weed medicine on him, went into Russia. We didn't even hear about him, you know, until the the Brittany Griner story broke. Maybe if he practices free throw game, he can uh, be wrongfully detained. Maybe. Yes, maybe he just needs to uh, coach, coach a sports ball team while he's in there. So, yeah, that's my update there. Unfortunately. Not a lot, but it's a, yeah, it's a bummer. And uh, his family said they haven't really been able... To stay in contact with him, he doesn't get any phone calls, so it's just letters. Mm. But, yep. I saw that Biden issued a proclamation declaring October as National Youth Substance Use Prevention Month. Oh, boy. Yes, I believe this happened Wednesday after the last bowl. Think of the children month. Yes, think of the children in the government schools where we will push for school-based prevention programs, whatever that means. Dare, a new dare, fear mongering. 
Sam, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, tell, rat out your friends and family. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, we're your big brother. You trust us, you tell us everything. We're here for you. We've got the mental health services to offer you. <laughs> After you've uh, betrayed your family and friends. <laughs> in the name of America. Yeah, $4 billion from the American Rescue Plan is a... Uh, Funding and expansion of mental health and substance use services, and also hiring more social workers for the school districts. So, coming to a government school near you, if it hasn't already. In the fiscal 2023 budget, there's also a $3.1 billion proposal for national drug control funding, which is $850 million more than last year, and uh, I don't see the drugs under control you know, the ones they complain about in the news all the time. Right. Fentanyl. Saw an increase in overdoses. So what good's the money? What is it doing? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. But they get to spend it, and then they get to justify getting more of it. Yes. That is the actual part that matters. Yeah, exactly. Then this happened. Clearly they don't have enough money. That's that's the problem. That's why ODs are going up. Oh. They had surely. money, but not enough money. So more money will do it. Yeah. Money fixes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I that's what I thought. Without a doubt, man. Then this happened, and everyone started talking about weed this week. Oh, boy. I know what's coming. As I said when I ran for president, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana. It's already legal in many states, and criminal records for marijuana possession have led to needless barriers to employment, to housing, to educational opportunities. And that's before you address the racial disparities around who suffers the consequences. While white and black and brown people use marijuana at similar rates, black and brown people are arrested, prosecuted, and convicted at disproportionately higher rates. So today, I'm taking three steps to end this failed approach. First, I'm announcing a pardon for all prior federal federal offenses for the simple possession of marijuana. There are thousands of people who are convicted for marijuana possession who may be denied employment, housing, or educational opportunities as a result of that conviction. My pardon will remove this burden on them. Second, I'm calling on all governors to do the same for state marijuana possession offenses. Third, the federal government currently classifies marijuana as a Schedule I substance, the same as heroin and LSD, and more serious than fentanyl. It makes no sense. So I'm asking the Secretary of Health and Human Services and the Attorney General to initiate a process to review how marijuana is scheduled under federal law. Even as federal and local regulations of marijuana change, important limitations on trafficking, marketing, and underage sales should stay in place. Too many lives have been upended because of our failed approach to marijuana. It's time that we right these wrongs. Yeah, you get them, Joe. That was the finely polished <laughs> White House official video. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get that guy to not flub it up. Or the, oh, yeah. they didn't even edit it. That's what I don't get. Berries to employment. That was my favorite. Barriers to employment? No, he said berries. Berries to employment. <laughs> he said berries to employment. Yeah. Yeah, I got them berries. I know, man. Everyone, like, oh my God. When I say everyone's talking about this, man, I'm talking about everybody. Yeah. Everybody. That's how this uh, type of stuff usually pans out, too, especially at the presidential level if the president says something about it. But, man, like, the hype to the hype to delivery ratio was so out of whack on this one. Uh, it really was. You know, and for, uh, well, for first of all, 
I think he made it kind of clear. So uh, for some reason, people like got the impression that a bunch of like pot prisoners were going to be released, you know? Yep. Or for something. Um, which really isn't, uh, that's not going down. Like simple possession cases really just don't happen on a federal level. Correct. For the most part. And now this, this pardon goes back all the way to 1992. And so all the way back to 1992, you're talking about 6,500 people right around. Total. Yep. (laughs) That benefit from this pardon. Now I think that uh, just to try to remain like somewhat objective on everything, he did point out that uh, the point of the pardon is to remove the berries to employment, right? Like uh, yes, uh, basically, you, there's this thing where you got to check the box if you've had a convic- conviction. You know, uh, I will say by the way that sometimes even if you had your sentence suspended, or if you've had like not a true conviction, or if you've had a pardon. Sometimes there will still be an additional box that says, you know, even if these cases, you know, whatever. Yeah. Even if there are extenuating circumstances, you still have to, like, disclose that. And that's for certain, like, professional licensing and other other industries. So it's not like a it's free n- and clear Right, it's not bullet. an expungement. Correct. Where it goes away. Yeah. It's a blanket on top of it. Right. Oh, I've been pardoned. So, you know... 6,500 people over over 30 years. Yeah, three decades. That's 30 years. Um, I saw our buddy Ben Owens put out some newsletter. who He just did some, like, napkin math and determined it was, like, 0.04% of the simple possession arrests that have happened in this country since, you know, 1992. Mm. Um, An overwhelming majority of those happen at the state and local levels. And so that's another thing that perhaps this could be a story eventually, maybe, but only if the governors play along with what he told them to do, which he, you know, obviously doesn't have, like, the authority to make any governors do anything, but he's calling on the governors to do the same thing at state level, right? He's calling on governors to pardon simple possession charges within their states. I think it's a great idea to do so. I wish they would. I don't have high hopes for that i don't think any action will come of it um me neither because in the states where action would it already has correct expungements yeah or it's in the process of it right and an expungement is a step better than your uh, than a pardon yes because basically you have both so in a pardon situation you have a conviction and then you have a pardon and so you're holding them both so you're like yeah i have this conviction but then here's my pardon and so what's the employer going to say? Like, oh, okay, um, you got a pardon. That's great. It's still not, it doesn't remove all the berries no. to employment. And there's still this, you know, kind of storm cloud that follows you around of a record, which is just ludicrous anyway, over some weed, you know? Yeah. Simple possession. Simple possession. That's not even like consuming in public. Well, and there's another thing about, <laughs> simple possession like it's stuff it's hard to get just simple possession because there's so many different little tiny things that can enhance your charge and remove you from a simple possession yes Uh, if you have a firearm either on your person in your vehicle or in your home then that can enhance your charge if you have uh your weed in two baggies instead of just Uh, one baggie now we got intent to distribute now we got intent to distribute and, and if you have a plant, like a whole plant, instead of just a flower, 
Right. You're growing, so oh, it's manufacturing. Manufacturing. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers term, yes. Uh, if you're growing a plant in a pot of dirt, uh, then you are manufacturing. Yeah, so it's just... Uh, and, and, and what a time too in October of a midterm cycle, like, I don't know, could could it be more plainly obvious? Could it be more plainly obvious? Now, I don't know what you remember about this campaign promise, uh, but I don't think it was such a, a, a pussy little... It was not. Promise of I'm going to pardon 6,500 people, right? My brain told me it was decriminalization. Yeah. And that's, I've seen the journalists using that. Oh, he's fulfilling his uh, campaign promise. Right. And I'm like, wait, this is, has not been decriminalized, though. I went back, actually, to oh, thank you. one of the uh, Democratic debates just to get it from him, what his campaign promise is. And here it is. Here's what he had to say. I'll be very brief. Number one, I think we should decriminalize marijuana, period. And I think everyone, anyone who has a record should be let out of jail. Their record's expunged. Expunged. It should be completely zeroed out. Zero. But I do think it makes sense, based on data, that we should study what the long-term effects are for the use of marijuana. That's all it is. Number one, everybody gets out, record expunged. Wow, yeah, okay. Everybody gets out, record expunged. Neither of those things have happened. No one got out. And decriminalization. You were right. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. There was even more bells and whistles than I remembered. I remember decriminalization as well. Yeah. Period. Full stop. All this fucking blowhard shit that he always puts on the end of everything. Period. Full stop. Not a joke. I'm the man. Give you my word as a Biden. But also expungement. Wipe it out. Erase it. Okay. Yes. That. That's. That's what we want. That. That would be a lot better than this little pussy. Uh, 6,500 pardon thing that he flicked out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And it just grosses me out how people get so giddy over it, too. And what a dishonest press to run and say, oh, now he's fulfilled a campaign promise. No, he, like, hella couched on one. Exactly. Yeah, it's not a win. Actually, I have a, uh, you know how PolitiFact does the, like, promise tracker? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> the Pointer Institute. Uh-huh. Uh, decriminalize marijuana. They had on there. Um, and that's how they worded it. Right. And so then they've got their little tracker and they have Biden like three quarters of the way there. <laughs> it says in the works. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, it's being discussed, I'm sure. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to save that for the uh, second term election, right? October of that cycle. Of course. Of course, you know, that's the play. Oh, it's just It so always f- is. It's the same thing over and over again. I, yeah, I mean, it almost gets wearisome, you know? Like, when I saw the news, and it's it's funny because we always say, you know, uh, one way to send values is to send stories. And this had to break a record of how many uh, times I was sent this on NAS or to the email or uh, I saw it in the chat a few times. Um, yeah. And just the moment I saw it, I was like, hmm... This is no win, but I I knew it would get like hella legs, you know. Yes, because that this is this is the kind of thing always happens. It was a um, it was a great move in front of the American press, and you know for for what it's worth, Trump could have done some little pussy ball shit like this too, well, and, and got the same uh, fluffy nuggetry. No, Trump did commute the sentences of seven pot right. lifers, right? People who were going to die in prison for weed. 
He got them out. And two of those folks were given life without parole under Biden's 1994 crime bill. That's another juicy nugget of all of this is like, he was such a central figure in the uh, early and mid 90s of enhancing all of these drug penalties and locking these people up. Uh, so to now come back and say, oh, we got to right the wrongs and ex- yeah. externalize these wrongs like he had nothing to do with it. Or like it's just some kind of like other bad. It was like the old bad way. It's his way. It's his like. Yeah. And Kamala Harris. Oh, it's just so. <laughs> oh, there's so many different angles where it's like, this is so tiresome. <laughs> That's how I felt ever since this news broke. Yes. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, which it's been about a and week. Yeah, I, uh, in fairness, yeah, Trump, okay, he commuted seven sentences. So the good side of that is that those people were actually in the can, actually serving time, and he actually got them out. Yeah. But on the other hand, it was seven. Right. You know, it's seven. Yeah, I guess here it's 6,500. It's, like, it's the same shit. He did the exact same shit. <laughs> yeah. And people don't understand this whole fucking pepsi coke thing that goes on where you get this little fucking um just this little taste this little crumb and you're supposed to jump up and down like we fucking win you know like like and jump up and down they have oh there's been a lot of jumping yeah uh camilla harris i have two clips from her um she had a stop in austin here's what she had to say about the news should have to go to jail for smoking weed and then i clipped Ugh. out actually the audience but i mean she got like a solid 10 seconds of jeering I saw cheering this too, clapping man. uh and then she had an appearance it's, it's just this nugget that they can throw out like it's such the obvious fucking no one should be in jail for smoking weed but like where <laughs> but here's a funny you gotta thing. carry the logic like nobody should be in jail for having weed nobody should be in jail for selling weed nobody should be in jail for buying weed for smelling like weed for eating weed for growing weed for having a lot of weed none of it but you know the crumb everyone clap for the little crumb but it's not even like smoking weed public consumption isn't that a different charge yeah you know like yeah that's gonna be fucking extra illegal actually (laughs) yeah as legalization rolls out finger wag ready Mm. Uh, there will be a bunch of new penalties for new shit you can't do, including smoking weed if you're on a fucking sidewalk or something. Yeah, but, outside, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Kamala Harris told me that you shouldn't be in jail for smoking weed. Well, that's going to fucking come. Yep. And then here's what she had to say on uh, the Seth Meyers show last night, I believe. So we mentioned, obviously, already in the show, uh, this uh, sort of historic act about uh, marijuana and a federal level. Um, The question, I guess, is, you know, it's actually not that many people are affected by it, but it's such a big step in the right direction. Oh, oh, God. Other than just pressuring governors to do the same on the state level. Is there, do you see legislation in the future? Well, you know, we've tried over the years, but let me just start with saying this. I strongly believe, in the, and the majority of Americans I agree, uh, nobody should have to go to jail for smoking weed, right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Right? And so we start with that, and then we are, to your point, urging, and the president has been very clear, we're urging governors and states to take our lead and to pardon people who have been criminalized for possession of marijuana. 
And ultimately, though, as with so many issues, if Congress acts, um, then there is a, a, a uniform approach to this and so many other issues. But Congress needs to act. We're 29 days away from the midterms. Oh, um, ask who you're voting for, what, where they stand on this. There and, it is. Um, and I encourage you to vote accordingly. Yep, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's a strange coincidence. Mm. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. I love they dropped our cheese, but man. He, yes, and here we go. I've got another one. Oh, boy. This is Eric Altieri, uh, the director of Normal, and he was featured on NPR, and here's his quote. Today was a huge step in the right direction. Huge. And really a historic move to see coming from a sitting president of the United States. Mm. A step in the right direction, though. Oh, yeah. And it is uh, it's a step in the yeah, right direction, go. after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction, after all. It is worth noting that Angela Lansbury did die. Ugh. I don't know if it was today, but I found out today. So, rest in peace, Angela. We were enjoying a step in the right direction over and over again this week. Yeah. Everyone was saying it. And uh, this is exactly what that phrase means to us, by the way. A step in the right direction. That's what we have to... Um, that's what we have to accept is every one of our uh, so-called victories. It's just, such just a these steps in the right direction that don't really even chip away at the massive glacier of a problem. Now, in that debate that I had played, Biden mentioned the other part of his campaign promise was studying the long-term effects of oh, yes. weed. Um, that's not, you know, anywhere in this new statement from him and his pardon move. But he did mention reviewing the scheduling of weed. Right, I heard that. Yep. Controlled Substances Act, of course. Right now it's Schedule 1, which has uh, it suggests it has a high potential for abuse, no accepted medical use, and the addiction potential is ridiculous. It's just not <laughs> safe to use even under medical supervision. That's right. how dangerous it is. Uh, but, you know, you, you hear them talk about fentanyl all the time. Fentanyl Schedule 2. Right. Which is, oh, there's a potential for addiction. It's got high potential for abuse, really. But there's some medical uses. Well, you know, they they got to allow the doctors to dispense it. So that's the whole trick there. If it's Schedule 2 then it's ooh-la-la-la really bad, but a doctor can still give it to you. Yes, Whereas a Schedule 1 is not the case. Exactly. And so I could see him moving it to Schedule 2 easy. Why, uh, cocaine is also Schedule 2, by the way. You can get a doctor's search. You can get a script for cocaine. A dentist, right? Mm, You can get a script for cocaine. That's all I'll say about that. Hmm. (laughs) Uh, But as I was thinking about it, Schedule 3 would be a pretty bold move. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know. Call me fucking crazy, but uh, how about just pulling it off? Right, well, how about just getting it off of there? That would be historic. Just take it off. Just enough with the nonsense. Get it off of the schedule. And this is what we've talked about and wanted the whole yeah, time. <laughs> it's the right thing to do. And yes. anything less is a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. So if the Governor's Act, it could be pretty cool. Uh, I decided to... I figured all the governors would have responded at the very least. Oh, they're just so chicken shit, man. It's midterms. Hey, hey, hey. I did see a lot of responses. Well. And so I decided to write down some of the, uh, you know, the ones that stood out to me. 
Okay. Um, so we'll start with Arkansas. Unfortunately, none of these are audio. They're all written statements. Sure. So you have to bear with me reading them to you. But uh, Governor Hutchinson of Arkansas said the president, in his announced policy on marijuana, has waved the flag of surrender in the fight to save lives oh from drug abuse God. and has adopted all the talking points of the drug legalizers. As governor, I have issued hundreds of pardons to those who have been convicted of drug offenses, but in this time of rising crime, there should be a clear record of law-abiding conduct before pardons are issued. Okay. So that's kind of a, oh, I've done it's a little a bit. Sable, <laughs> it's, it's essentially a, a non-statement with yeah. <laughs> saber rattling on the war on drugs. Yes. Blowing the bugle on that fucking fat donkey. Yep. Jesus. Um, Idaho Governor Little. Okay. His statement. It is clear President Biden issued this blanket pardon for show, setting a bad precedent when cases should be reviewed on their individual merits. But what's not clear is whether Biden really understands that individuals incarcerated for possession of small amounts of marijuana almost always have accompanying offenses, making his blanket pardon basically pointless. <laughs> Here in Idaho, we will continue to fight for a secure border and make our correctional system fair with a focus on keeping dangerous people off the street. What does Idaho have, like, six miles of border with the Canadians? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look like very much. <laughs> okay. Yeah, big flex, words. Flex those nuts, Idaho. You get them. Yeah. Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards said uh, Biden's federal marijuana move was right, but he doesn't have the authority to take a similar step at the state level. Oh? Because there's a state board that processes and recommends pardon action. Ah. Uh, so Louisiana is in a slightly different boat. So he's a... Uh, in the clear. His, <laughs> yes. his hands are tied. Oh, darn. Wow. Yeah. That's too bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking convenient. Can very convenient. <laughs> and next, uh, Caillou. I mean, oh, Nebraska God. Governor yourselves. Pete Ricketts. <laughs> I don't have a good Ricketts voice. Crickety Ricketts. <laughs> Crickety Ricketts. Uh, this is his statement. The president's announcement today on marijuana reveals once again that he is both misinformed and ill-advised regarding the issues surrounding marijuana. There is no one in our state correctional system who has been incarcerated simply because they possessed marijuana. Yeah, they probably had paraphernalia on them, too. Yeah. Furthermore, the legalization of marijuana in other states has demonstrated an increase in drug cartel activity, increased driver impairment, and with far higher THC levels, greater risk for permanent mental health impairment, uh, especially da, da, da. for adolescents. Think of the children. Think of the children. It's October. It's National Youth Don't Use Substances Month. Yeah. This is exactly the wrong direction for our country. That's oh, the punctuation. Oh, step in the wrong direction, yeah. this guy says. Wow, what a contrary Mary. Yep. Um, Abel, well, that's no surprise. Abel Kirby sent me an article from Ohio where they don't allow blanket pardons. Yeah. So, uh, and then Tennessee Governor Lee said he's not considering pardons. Well, to to be fair to the whole concept of a pardon... It is stupid to do a blanket pardon. Like, expungement should have been the move, should have been the tool, and it should yes. have been legislatively executed. Like, yeah, delete you... the law that allows you to even be locked. Delete this heinous bullshit that everybody keeps saying over and over again, oh, it's such a systemic problem. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, it affects brown and black people. Oh, oh, oh. But it's still on the fucking books, and it remains on the books, and we give you these little crumb dick cheese moves all around it to say, 
oh, look, we did this to help. We did this to help. We did this to help. And still keep it on the fucking books. Like, at this point, are we just retarded? Yes. It's it's incredible to me. Like, I don't know. Every time I see it, it just gets me even more irritated. And I've seen it so many times. It just keeps been doing this up. so fucking long. Like it's clear they don't give a shit it's this it's one of these classic examples where they need the problem in order to keep fake solving the problem to get your fucking vote and that's also why it comes at this time of year it's october it's game time oh we're gonna fake solve your problem again it's the october thank you oh thank you thank you it's the october surprise oh i'm so fucking surprised dude you could knock me over with a feather you want to hear what two more governors had to say? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. Texas Governor Abbott. Okay. Uh, quote, Texas is not in the habit of taking criminal justice advice from the leader of the defund police party Ooh. and someone who has overseen a criminal justice system run amok with cashless bail and a revolving door for violent criminals. Uh, this is actually an email from Abbott's spokesperson, oh, Renee nice. Ease. So okay. ass covered. Nice. The governor of Texas can only pardon individuals who have been through the Texas Board of Pardons and Parole System with a recommendation for pardon. So, yep. And then finally, Utah. Governor Spencer Cox in Utah uh, doesn't have the power to pardon, Mm -hmm. which rests with the Utah Board of Pardons and Parole. Uh, But in a statement said, I disagree with the president's entire approach. Whether it's transferring student loan debts to millions of other taxpayers or ignoring federal law enforcement laws, (laughs) the president continues to disregard the checks and balances in our system. If you want to see a change in our laws, do the hard work that it takes to enact that change with Congress. But taking an executive action like this only weeks before an election is nothing more than a desperate attempt to win votes. He's right, but he's also playing the same shit. Yeah, exactly. That's what made me so irritated. And like the second this came out, partisan hack. I talked about it in the chat. It was like uh, last week. I was yeah. like, you know, if governors follow suit and actually make something happen, and 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 again, the real move to do it right is expungement. It's not this pardon thing because blanket pardon. It's just it makes it messy. It makes it messy. A pardon is a case by case tool, legal tool. And they're correct about that, all the people that brought that up. But you do an expungement, and you also get rid of the bad law. That's that's the way to go. And if it's this decriminalization, whatever. It should be delete the law that locks you up because you have weed. Just get rid of it. Strike it off the books. It's gone. And then, oh, everybody we hit with that, expunged. You don't have to tell anybody about it. We'll make it go away. It's back to zero. Kind of like... The fucking Dusty Man, back when he could talk on a stage, said... Yeah. (laughs) ...on the campaign trail, his actual campaign promise that, by the way, was not fulfilled and will not be fulfilled. And I said, you know, the only way this is going to be good is if the governors follow suit and actually do it, but that's not going to happen. What did I say? It's going to be partisan bullshit. Yep. And this is what we have from everybody on both sides of the aisle. Partisan bullshit response. Partisan bullshit response all the way down, except for the chuckleheads who can say, well, I can't even do that if I want to, because the board of the governors, you know, board of the regulations looks at that. Like, oh, okay. You want to hear a partisan bullshit response? I, coming out my ears, man. Well, it starts with marijuana, but where does it go from there? Oregon was the first state to decriminalize (laughs) it. Then they legalized it for recreational use. 
And then a few years later, they decriminalized hard drugs, cocaine, heroin, LSD, and even meth. So hard. So hard. The hardest of the drugs. Oh, my favorite bitch on the television. Yeah, Laura Ingraham. Laura Ingraham. Hamming it up again. She just, uh, she wants to be a new Ann Coulter, but she's just too Nancy Grace to pull it (laughs) off, bro. She's just trash. Just trash. That's all. Yep. Yep. She had to go with the step in the wrong direction. I remember right before this fucking Ingraham hour came on, she went on, uh, Michael Savage, the Savage Nation. She went on Savage Nation as a guest and she was it was all lovey-dovey oh it's laura ingram we're friends from way back oh yeah uh uh did you read my book oh yeah i read your book i love your book blah 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 i mean they were just like sucking each other off mm. and uh and it was all like yeah when your show gets uh, up and running have me on have because you know savage has been blackballed from network tv for uh quite some time and uh She's like, oh, yeah, we'll get you on. You'll be like, in the, you know, first week. We'll get you on, like, right away. You'll be one of my first guests on the Ingraham Hour. Never did nothing. Never called him back. Never talked to him. Never was, gonna happen. This is the most, like, she is the fakest bitch of all time, dude. Just yeah. absolutely fakeness. Yeah. That's not gonna change. I can't relate to the fake, man. What can I say? Oh, Maybe. you wanna hear some? I can relate to the retarded, but I cannot relate to the fake. <laughs> I got some retarded for you. Okay. But it's real. All Re- right. Real and retarded. Here we go. We love these guys. Okay. We know these guys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, I'm not, I, I'm changing my stance a bit on uh, federal legalization of marijuana. Oh, don't do this to me. Because, you know, what comes out of the, out of the weed shops, I mean, it, it's way too strong and they take out <laughs> oh, all, it's way too strong. And they take out all the stuff that stops the programming from, from getting through. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I remember this. Seriously. I really believe that. I think that that organic weed just grow, a good one. grown by a dude <laughs> in half of show. In, well, we're almost done. Grown by a dude in Northern California somewhere, you know, up in the sticks, or or even uh, indoors, maybe in Texas, with love and care and 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 adoration for the plant. Yeah, that that's something. But mm. th- what they put into those weed shops, dispensaries? No, 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 no. That probably enhances the 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 psyop program. Oh, Can't be right. Theremin. Uh, theremin. theremin no theremin. We'll just play us out. I don't have a theremin either. I've, I've had this thought for a long time, John. <laughs> I'm sure you have. I, I, I <laughs> I'm not going to argue against it because this stuff oh is a little too God. strong for to. anybody who's you know. It's not old so school. enjoyable, yeah. And then you just get paranoid. Where you get wiped out. And you smoke. Hey, there's an Adam Curry strain coming. I haven't tried it yet, but it's already named after me. I bet so. he can't wait. Uh, finally. Is it pot shop grade? <laughs> Took them long enough. <laughs> uh, so when Adam, There's a lot to unpack there, but uh, I'll let you start. That was, of course, Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak of the No Agenda Show, episode 1492, right at the tail end. Yeah, the fade out uh, trumpet. Yes. Adam starts off and he's like, rethinking federal legalization. Oh, yeah. And my eye- eyebrows raised and I was like, I was like, go yes. do it, do it. Because no legalization, just repeal prohibition. Take right. it off the Controlled Substances Act. I was getting so excited. Yep. And then he goes into <laughs> what you can buy at the dispensaries. Is oh, too he, went, strong. Uh, he went a very interesting direction with it, didn't he? Yes. And now we've played with the, uh, you know, sedate the masses. Sure. Well, with weed uh, route in the early bowl after bowl days. Right. Um, and you know, we, I think we talked with Mo, uh, I think if you were going to go to one episode to find like 
the most discussion I can think of over the top of my head about, um, you know, a lot of concentrates and high THC uh, products. We we talked with this with Mo Fax on the episode we did with him, the bulls of the with buds that we did with him. But uh, this whole concept, I've heard this a lot. Yeah, it's a talking point actually uh, of of the too strong. And it's it's a big prohibitionist talking point. Exactly. It's not your granddad's weed. It's not your granddaddy's weed. They were smoking in the sixties. Um, this is true. It is far better weed. It's just better weed because uh, people have been getting better at growing weed. Some of the weed you can get is fantastic now. Now, I will also, you know, cop to the fact that that's too much THC content for some. Um. Well, if you're going concentrates and such. If you're going concentrates. With the flower, there's usually a pretty good range available. It's tough to get higher than like 30% THC content in like the incredibly potent flower. There's some that's even higher, but like that's when you're kind of at the at the upper tier, right? And a lot of the stuff's in the in the 20s, but you can get 15, you can get 5 and 5 CBD at THC. You can get 5 and 5. You have all kinds of options, which I think is better in a free market to have options. Just like at the liquor store, you can go get Everclear, and you know what? It's super fucking strong. It fucks you up. It hurts right when it hits your mouth. That's how strong it is. It's like way too strong. Uh, If you drink a bottle, straight out of the bottle of Everclear, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, If you mix that up into something so you can't even taste it, and then you drink too much of that, you're going to quickly also have a bad time, all right? But... But you got to know what you're getting into and, and, and know what you're tolerating or not tolerating. So the, the whole percentage thing, and, and I also agree. Uh, you know, C-Dubs in the chat is saying uh, he's never had flour that's too strong. I've seen strong-ass shit. And for me, at least, I know everybody's different. Everybody's body responds differently. But uh, for me, like, if you're smoking and then you're, like, ridiculously smoked, there's kind of this point where you go past that. Almost like you're in an airplane on a cloudy day, and then you go up through the clouds, and there's this kind of, like, clarity, but you're even fucking stoner. Yes. Right? And you're looking around, and there's just clouds. It's like, you definitely can't see the ground. You're too high for that. But it's also clear. And you're like, whoa. Like, you're not racing. You're not... uh, This paranoia thing. I've heard this from so many of like let's say the older men that i admire or look to it for advice like at some point a lot of the stony ones it's just weird it's like everybody hits this differently in age but at some point so many people i know uh who smoke weed there's just like a chunk or a percentage of them who are just like yeah it just makes me paranoid now like it just makes me paranoid now and just paranoid that's it's hard to imagine. <laughs> it's going to be tough to keep going if that's all you're getting out of it, or if that's like the the forefront thing that you're getting, like mostly paranoid. And I want to say that weed is just you, you've got to you've got to take into account all of the other factors in your life that might be going on. You know, maybe you're under incredible pressure from some kind of I don't know friend or family or uh, situational point in your life that uh, is discouraging you from being high, and then you get high, and then you're feeling that pressure while you're high, and it's enhanced, and, and you know, mixed with a little bit of paranoia. Uh, but, but to straight up say, like, the pot shops are taking out whatever's in the weed that stops the reprogramming, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> That's a bridge too far for me. I'm sorry. What stops the programming is you, is your mind, is your consciousness. It's your decision to get the fuck out of the programming. Whether you're high, whether you're sober, whether you're drunk, whether you're stupid, whether you're smart, whether you're a man or woman, whatever the fuck. That's on you. That's your personal responsibility. Deprogram yourself. It's not what they put in the weed or take out of the weed at the weed shops. I'm sorry, but like, I couldn't take that seriously, that statement. And I think Dvorak was feeling the same way by his response, but he didn't really want to get into it. And I don't really want to get into it either. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm but here fucking, we are. I fucking love Adam, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't want to tell him how to live his life, but I just, uh, I'm not going to lie to it was a little disappointing. Oh, I thought it was fun. And it was funny also, for sure. It made like an interesting, like, uh, it was a memorable exit to the show. No yes, doubt. certainly. <laughs> but uh, I also just want farmer's market weed, you know? I yeah, like also, I want the option to not have to go to a dispensary oh, totally, and like the totally. Apple freaking and, feeling stores. And They're weird. Also to, uh, and to grow your own. In, in Adam's defense, like, he's absolutely correct that the homegrown shit and like the cared for shit and the organic shit is better. Just like everything else. Just like if you grow a tomato in your yard and it tastes like real, like tomato should. <laughs> yeah. When you get one at the grocery store and it tastes kind of like this weird, sour, crunchy, whatever the fuck it tastes like, like bitter weirdness, never delicious. Yeah. If you grow it yourself, it's going to be way better, but it, it's it's not going to like have this essential gr- ingredient that like deprograms you. Like you've got to do the deprogramming. That part's on you, dog. Yes. That part is on you. Yep. Uh, it doesn't come from smoking a magical fruit of a magical plant. No. Certainly not. Certainly helps, you know. Everything aids you here or there, but... Uh, it helps. It helps. I like, love that. That's your Still. turn of the phrase. That's your turn of the phrase. Um, Just man. to wrap up this story, <laughs> the <laughs> okay. Justice Department uh, released a statement a few days later um, saying they were trying to get a process started to get these certificates of pardon out to folks and that they were, you know, working with the department of health and human services to look into the scheduling. But then they issued another, uh, little notice with clarifications for folks, basically an FAQ about what happened. Okay. And they reiterate that a pardon does not expunge it as in their words, it just removes civil disabilities, which is, you know, debatable if they're removed, but, you know, it helps. Uh, <laughs> of course. Then they said that there will be an application form available, date to be announced, of course, because this is the government at work. Um, and I was confused there because I thought, well, we've got the 6500 number. We've got the certificates of pardon. I thought they'd just be mailing out certificates to folks, but I guess there's an application form. If you are one of those 6500 people and you know it, go in there to get your certificate. Like, you do the work to get the pardon. Well... Uh, that's how it goes, man. And of course, it only applies to uh, charges on or before October sixth, twenty twenty-two, including currently pending charges. But gotcha. yeah, you know, if you get <laughs> when they said on or before October sixth, I'm like, well, shoot, don't get caught with a little bag of weed today. Yeah, you're not in that blanket pardon. Yeah, man, your application don't count. <clears throat> so I thought that was interesting. Yeah, there, there's always a gotcha, man. <laughs> well, you have to read the fine print. There's always gonna, mm-hmm. there's always a gotcha gonna go get you. Yeah. What can I say? Well, it's October. 
It is October. There's a ho- there's a holiday <laughs> around the corner. It's Halloween. And you know what that means. What does that mean? That means public service announcements about what could be in your oh kids' candy. Oh my God, of course. Yes, Operation Bad Hi, Candy. I'm Senator Dr. Roger Marshall. Of Kansas. I come to you today not only as a United States Senator, but as a fellow American concerned about the health of our nation's youth this Halloween. The children. The powerful drug Holy cartels shit. are coming after your kids, your neighbors, your students, your family members, and your friends. Fake pills laced with fentanyl are beginning to look like candy in an effort to lure young Americans. Oh rainbow fentanyl comes in a variety of bright colors, shapes, and sizes, including pills, powders, and blocks. Rainbow fentanyl? That resemble yep. sidewalk For kids? chalk. According For to everyone. the DEA, these pills are a deliberate effort by drug traffickers to drive addiction amongst kids and young adults. Even just handling these pills or powders, here we go, masquerading as candy Balls. can kill. How do they hand them out to the kids then? One pill or enough powder to fit on the tip of a pencil to there, poison and is kill again, someone. Yeah. Most people don't know that drug traffickers are selling fake pills that look nearly identical legitimate prescription medicine. And most people don't know that just one pill can kill. This epidemic is exploding, which is why this Halloween, let's join forces and look out for one another. Only let kids get candy from trusted neighbors, family, and friends. Set a curfew for your trick-or-treaters. Always double and triple check their candy for drugs or suspiciously packaged or unpackaged items. And remind kids to trick or treat in groups and to check in with parents periodically. Because by working together and being on high alert this Halloween, we can help put an end to the drug traffickers that are driving addiction and poisoning our neighbors and children. So that really gets me. Uh, It's a lethal dose, but it can drive addiction. Like, you can be addicted to it. So is it going to kill me, or am I going to want more? Well, they're out there killing your kids, but getting them addicted by killing them. Yeah. No, I love it. The the single touch thing we've talked about several times, but it's just chemically inaccurate. Yeah, um, they've done a study that has been in the bowl notes before. Right. Explaining and, it. And some of the, you know, some of the legal prescribed uh, medications that use fentanyl are patches, subdermal patches. Or uh, transdermal patches, I believe, is the right term. Yes. Subdermal would be under the skin, which is, ooh. Now, these are transdermal. So you just, you know, it's like a nicotine patch. You slap it on. But uh, full absorption doesn't start for two hours of wearing the damn thing. You know, it takes a long time for your body to absorb the shit through your skin. So they they always act as though if you just, like, touch a pill, you're going to fall over. And that's how cops act, too, when they put all these gloves and masks on and shit. Like, if it's in the room with you, you're going to keel over. And it's just like, it sucks because like fentanyl is killing people and it's like, yes. lots of people are ODing on it. But the way that they're absolutely like hair on fire responding to that is just muddying the water. It's not actually like addressing the actual issues or yeah, the problems. More war on drugs yeah. propaganda. They're just inventing these like scary fairy tales to just make it, you know, more insane, more, oh my God, oh my God, everybody panic. Your neighbors are being poisoned yeah. so that, uh, as a business model, <laughs> I don't know, man. That's how they manipulate people. Uh... Yeah. Well, in California, Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill, AB 2195, 
the Alternate Plea Act, which allows prosecutors to offer a public nuisance plea to individuals facing drug conviction. Mm. And that way, you know, all those uh, those berries, the berries don't follow them. Right, you get rid you know? of those berries to employment. You don't have the, the berries of a drug charge following you around after you just have a public nuisance charge. Right. So that's that's interesting. We'll see how it works. Uh, Newsom also was talking about the creation of this task force this week, the Unified Cannabis Enforcement Task Force, uh, which will be under the Department of Cannabis Control and the California Department of Fish and Wildlife to combat illegal pot. You know, because we can't just have pot. Right. We have to have the legal stuff that's taxed and then everything else. <laughs> um, but one of the things they're planning to establish is, vaguely stated, a new data sharing agreement for state and local law enforcement, which is always great. That's just fantastic. Uh, also in this press release about the creation of this task force, they've been operating for a while. They're just ramping them up now. Uh, they want to maximize arrests, maximize administrative, regulatory, and civil penalties for bad actors. Hmm. So, more punishment. And uh, then, of course, they want to coordinate local law enforcement with federal officials to deploy personnel and equipment when needed and cycle the money around, which we've talked about before, the way money works between the local law enforcement, and the feds. Right. Equitable sharing. Equitable all the, sharing. All the fun games they play. That's right. They just get a kickback whenever they call the feds anytime something's going on. Hey, guys, can you come in? Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, super nice, man. <laughs> Highway robbers. A former... Adelanto, California, Mayor Pro Tem was sentenced to federal prison for accepting cannabis bribes from the FBI. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, the main perpetrator making these bribes, it seems. Uh, yeah, and, you know, this caught my eye because we had talked about a former, and I'm probably saying Adelanto wrong, but Adelanto Mayor Richard Kerr, who was arrested. This was back on Bull After Bull, episode 99. Entitled wow. Offer, Offer, Get Caught, which is what these guys did. <laughs> um, but that was a different guy. Took a while for the second offer to kick in. <laughs> same California spot, different dude, same scheme, oh taking uh, pot business bribes. Yeah, so. God, if it weren't for entrapment, the FBI wouldn't really have much to do, would they? No. No, they sure wouldn't. Just be sitting around. Yeah, this guy's facing 60 months. Five years in federal prison um, because he was introduced to two undercover federal agents in 2017 by an informant. And he took $10,000 to assist them in securing votes that would expand the business zone for, you know, licensed weed retailers. Uh, and he also offered protection from code enforcement, which is nice. That's a good kickback, you know. And, um, uh, he suggested a transportation business, too, I guess, for these guys. So uh, things really got nasty, though, because, uh, you know, he thought he had these new friends, these right. two agents, and he started talking to them about pulling an insurance scam on oh, his restaurant God. by burning it down. 
you know? And uh-huh. he was like, can you help me hire an electrician? Like, maybe one of you could be the electrician. They're oh, like, oh, I know a guy. Like, yeah. Enter third FBI Don't agent. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah. We got, can't even believe how easy this was. You got an electrical problem? We got an electrical solution. You want me to uh, find some additional charges? I can call a guy. We'll have yeah. him over here tomorrow night. Exactly. Same time, same spot. And that man. third dude was like, sure, I'll do the job for 1500 bucks." Yep. And, you know, they recorded everything. Of course. So play that. And what a so bunch he, of uh, retards, man. Yeah, he confessed all the way back in October 2017. And the FBI executed a search warrant. And now he has gotten his federal sentencing. Uh, former San Bernardino County Planning Commissioner also pled guilty this week to wow. bribery charges. Uh, he was funneling money through his company to a Baldwin Park City Council member who pled guilty to a federal bribery charge also in June 2021. So they together secured permits for two companies. Um, The Baldwin Park dude got 60% of the bribe and this guy got the remaining 40. And together they collected about $170,000 from two weed businesses. Was it worth it? Definitely not. I was no. like, 170000 that's it. So, now uh, they... They probably thought they were in the big time, man. Yeah. Their scheme was just starting. They were like, wow, we could get a, a, a car. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, uh, um, bastards. Uh, yeah, a lot of California stories this week, and I, I actually cut some. Just, just don't do shady pre-show. shit. Don't do shady shit, yeah. Don't do shady shit. Shady people will fuck you, even if they're not the FBI. But <laughs> a lot of times it turns out they're the FBI. Yeah, surprise. Da 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 da. Did you like my normal person cosplay? Yeah. You thought probably I was pretty cool because of my sunglasses, didn't you? And that baseball cap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Cal- California Department of Cannabis Control is offering $20 million in academic grants for folks to research some topics like the health of the industry, California's legacy genetics, cannabinoids and potency, monopolies and unfair competition, and medicinal use. Uh, they're accepting proposals from November 1st and November 30th, and then the award will be announced in February. And I'm just saying as a value-for-value value consultant, <laughs> you know, and maybe a little kickback, <laughs> you okay, can just contribute right. some value to me. I got some good ideas on all those topics and okay. some good research. So, you know, if you're in... Uh, Academia. Yeah. You need some $20 million grants. <laughs> mama mama needs a grant. <laughs> yeah. I never took advantage of grants. Yet. Shame on me. Yet. Yet. <laughs> yeah. I don't really want to. It's never too late for a grant. Uh, come on. I mean, come on. I mean, come on. It's also never too late for a lawsuit. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, Connecticut actually just settled with 11 of the social equity applicant plaintiffs yeah. you know who complained about the scoring mm-hmm. of their applications it was like racist and stuff yeah of course unconstitutional don't yes. you know uh-huh well so there were 14 plaintiffs in total so three are still actively pursuing litigation things won't be moving forward until that's resolved um but one of the plaintiffs is based out of missouri oh i had no idea shangri law they're a multi-state operator of course Right, little, right. little MSO action. <laughs> and um, they actually already received a second chance to apply in Connecticut. And they were submitting many applications. Um, but 
here we go. You know, they didn't they didn't get it. They didn't get a license. So see you in court yeah. is the name of this game. And there's also settlement checks almost as good. I mean, oh yeah, settlement. Yeah, but these, these dudes are riding it out. Yeah. And then there's also three cases pending in Connecticut Superior Court. Mm. So this is what happens. Yeah. This is what you get when you don't just repeal prohibition. Name of the game, man. <laughs> Legalization. This is what you wanted. Recriminalization. <laughs> this was a strange story and probably needs more digging into, but in Minnesota, there's the Legal Marijuana Now Party, and uh, their congressional candidate, Paula Overby, just died. Hmm. Now, I mean, that's sad, and her son said it was a heart valve complication, but there's no, like, official cause yet. Not that you can trust the official cause, of course. Sure. But what made this such a weird story to me is that this is the second cycle in a row that the Legal Marijuana Now Party's candidate for the state's second congressional district has passed away shortly before Election Day. Oh, man. Yeah, last time was 2020 with... A guy by the name of Adam Weeks. Weeks before the election. And I hear this is a contentious race there in the second congressional district. Supui, supui. So, yeah. But, you know, the election must go on. I mean... It will proceed as scheduled. But yes, very suspicious. That's too bad. It's very... Yeah, it really is. Sometimes you can uh, get a dead guy through, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we did that in the Senate a while back. Well, that's a, that's fun. Missouri elected uh, Mel Carnahan. He died in a plane crash right during the election. Then they sent his wife to sit in the seat. Ah, his wife. I mm-hmm. thought it'd just be an empty chair, which is a vote I could get behind. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that too. <laughs> uh, uh, of I course, vote to lock that fucking door. Don't let anybody in. Don't let anybody in. Just shut it you're, down. You're just making it worse. You're not fixing anything. Just don't go in there. Turn off the lights. <laughs> Turn off the lights. Yeah, those lights. lights off. <laughs> off. Of course, here in Missouri, Amendment 3 will be on the November ballot to potentially legalize recreational weed through a constitutional amendment. And I've talked about our governor, Mike Parson, commenting on this, saying it's a terrible idea and whatever. And he's kind of added to his talking points, and I caught him on the radio Ooh. saying it himself so that you don't have to trust me. You can hear it right from the guy. Direct source, juicy. I don't like his first talking point, though. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah, you know, I, the voters have got to decide that. I, I just want to make sure, you know, I always think my job is that however the voters come out with this, win or lose, uh, you know, I got as governor, I got to deal with that. But I, I think with so many things going on in, with right now with uh, – so somewhere on the substance abuse, the mental health issues, the suicide, I'm not for sure adding another substance or a problem into that is maybe the best timing. I will say that. Now, people may disagree with that, and they may very well both vote this in by large numbers. But the, but the other thing I want to make sure people understand is very clear, and this is because I was in law enforcement for 20-plus years. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people think when you pass recreational marijuana, we're going to be able to go out there and we're going to be able to grow our own. Uh, we're going to be able to have a plant, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You know, you just need to make sure you understand what those 39 pages of uh, the legal description is. But it's really going to be a controlled market. And the everyday guy is not going to be able to go out there and just, just have his marijuana how he's maybe thought he could once upon a time. Yep. 
<laughs> well, you can't just have your marijuana. He's not wrong about the second half. And he got the 39 pages right this time. Because 39 he was pages. Oh, because he said the wrong the number ringer. and everybody was like, oh, he's dumb. Yeah. When he was like off the cuff saying like, didn't he say a ridiculously high number it was too? Like he was like 300 huh. pages or something. Yeah. Over 100 for sure. <laughs> Triple digits. Like when I say, you know, this show's taking like fucking 50 hours to do, you know, and it ain't. Yeah. That kind of thing. It's called a hyperbole. Um, yes, well. Not that I need to defend words fucking have like meaning or anything, for Christ's <laughs> sakes. But uh, everybody just gets the, their heads up their ass for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I kind of feel like maybe I'm the crazy one. Maybe I'm the one who has the problem. Uh, no, the thing that really fucking sticks in my craw is these guys come out and say like, Oh, we don't want to add this new unknown problem like weed. Oh, I know. As though weed isn't out there. As though everybody isn't fucking over half of the people who make it to adulthood have tried weed. It's a majority of people have tried weed. It's out there. You're not adding weed. It's not like, oh, well, we don't want to legalize uh, weed because we don't want to have weed around. So it's fucking here. It's been here longer than me. Yep. Longer than you. Ah, man, that part just makes me, it makes my head hurt. Yeah. Like, and a f- dude, this isn't, <laughs> this is not new shit, dog. I know. Everyone is already smoking weed. Do whatever the fuck with the law, you stupid idiots. Yeah. And, they, and then he brought up the, like, mental health in the beginning there, substance right. abuse. Yeah, well, and it's yeah, like, well, oh, with a plant. ODs know? are up. Mental health is bad. It's not because they're terrorizing your kids at government schools. It's because of this darn weed thing that we can't go with. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. Oh, man. But, yeah, this is it. There, This is the clown world in which we operate. That's right. The Missouri uh, NAACP broke with the St. Louis area chapters and decided to urge a no vote on legalization. Ooh, spicy. Yeah. Um, Makes sense that the St. Louis chapters wouldn't. Yes, absolutely. Very connected. Very connected. Uh-huh. you know, then AACP points out that this doesn't increase the number of available full market licenses. Correct. So it's just going to be the medical dispensaries can Pe- yeah. sell to everyone. People who are already in can now expand their market. That's kind of how this is going to roll out. Yep. Uh, they mentioned the micro licenses. The dispensaries, by the way, fucking love that. Oh, of course. The licensed ones, I should say. Yeah. The licensed dispensaries are all in because this expands and protects their cartel. Exactly. Uh, they point out that it creates constitutional crimes, which is not something you want to do. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> and Good luck getting those out later. They mention that the three strikes law still applies, too. It's, it doesn't take care of that. It's so, just like, such a dog shit way of doing it, and it's it's pretty transparent. But the problem is they got such a great chance of passing is people just say, yes. legal, people just see legal weed, and that's it. And that's all they know, and they're going to be like, well, yeah, yeah. We went by, I went by the... The D8 shop in Westport, uh, and those guys had no on three signs all up in their window. Yes. In fact, I took a picture. You can probably add it to the show notes. But uh, that was their big talking point, too, was the, you know, vote no for new pot penalties. And that's really, I think, you know, us as, as, uh, as the potential future victims of these new pot penalties should be very concerned about enshrining them in the state constitution i think that yeah uh, i think that's a non-starter i agree uh, 
yeah, here's what the sign says. By the way, it's Sacred Leaf I'm talking about um, in Westport. No marijuana penalties in our Constitution. No on three. Missouri deserves better. Ah, oh, man, and then the paid for. That's an important line, and I can't see the full thing. I'll look up uh, the source of that. I have a report for next week. Should have got a closer picture. Damn it. Well, we're walking right by there tomorrow, so. Yeah, there you go. There you go. There we'll you figure it. it out. In- yeah, we'll get a more in-depth uh now, when you went in there, did they bring it up? He did once I started talking about uh, the show. Okay, yeah. Started talking about the show, and then uh, he was like, you voting? You voting no on this thing? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, good, because it's a piece of shit. And I was like, okay, yeah. It is. It is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then he was like breaking it down for me, like why? And I'm like, nice. yeah, I know, man. I know, man. I know. These fuckers uh, just want to get rich. Yep. They don't care how many people they have to put in jail to get rich. No. In fact, putting people in jail pads their wallet more. Well, you know, it it greases the wheels of uh, the people who oppose this type of shit, you know? Like, have you noticed that? There's not as much opposition. There's not as much law enforcement opposition to this. Like, Governor Parsons just stated... He just stated opposition from a law enforcement perspective, but a former one... Yeah. But you haven't really seen big uh, kind of visible opposition from current law enforcement that's, in place. That's a great point. And you should fucking wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should wonder why that is. Oh, I don't have to wonder. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're on the fence, you should think about it. Yeah, that is why a really would, good point. Why would this be happening? Why is there a vacuum of opposition in all the usual suspects? Mm. Maybe because they don't mind it. Maybe they don't mind what's in those 39 pages that you don't fucking read. Yeah, maybe because they profit. Yeah. Well, you know who supports the amendment that came out this week with a big hurrah press release, mainstream news, or, well, Missouri mainstream news? Enlighten me. Uh, The largest labor organization. Oh, okay. AFL-CIO. Okay. Cool. (laughs) Which makes sense. Neat. Yeah, neat. Exactly. Big labor's in. Um... Now, before Biden came out with his uh, weed policy, Pennsylvania had a one-month initiative that went down where people could apply for pardons for their past pot convictions. And they got more than 3,500 applications and noted that 1,000 came in on the final day. Ooh. Because one month is a very short time period. And you might not hear about it, you know? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, it's... Or you just procrastinate. You're like, oh, it's the last day. I better get my application in. Um, but this only covered uh, convictions involving up to 30 grams of flour or 8 grams of hashish. Oh, man. So, but still, yeah, a step in the right direction. Oh, of course. The only way we can step. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're Governor Caillou. <laughs> yeah, then you step wrong directions. Yeah, everything's a wrong yeah, direction to that well, guy. You know. What are you going to do? His hair's growing in the wrong direction, too. (laughs) Yes. Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee is behind schedule in appointing members to the Cannabis Control Commission. Can you believe it? Oh, I'm astounded to hear that news. Elected official not following the schedule. Yeah. Unbelievable. Never happened before. Turning to the world. Ooh. Argentina approved its first medical pot production plant. Okay. But this group, Canova, um, that's now authorized by the National Administration of Medicines, Food, and Technology. How lovely that sounds. <laughs> um, they've already made some 
medicines from weed, not exclusively weed, but weed-derived products, uh, to treat epilepsy, chronic pain, anxiety, and gastrointestinal syndrome. So they're out there doing the thing. Okay. Uh, they've got government permission to process 80 tons of medicinal inflorescences. Ooh. A new term. So they got weed that makes you stop farting and everything. <laughs> makes you glow. Unbelievable. <laughs> I saw fluorescences. I was like, hmm. But, you know, 80 tons of weed, I guess. Uh, and then 4,000 kilos of active pharmaceutical ingredients. Oh, God. Yeah, so they're making... So they're putting extra shit in. Weed... Der- yeah, they're making big pharma products with a little bit of weed in it. Big pharma products, now with weed. <laughs> now with weed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. What could go uh, wrong? Oh, we've seen what can go wrong with the ones that are in this country already. Process 80 tons of weed. I read that as ruin 80 tons of weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hmm. Waste. Morocco issued the first permit for cannabis production also this oh. week. Uh, they're giving out 10 permits in total, but the first one went out according according to Reuters. And, uh, yeah, they're allowed uh, to be a part of this industry and export weed as medicine. Okay. So, recreational recreational use is still not permitted in Morocco. And then my final story for Behind the Curtain tonight comes from South Korea, where they have decided to declare a war on drugs. Oh, boy. Yeah, they said for too long they've been more lenient than other countries when it comes to punishment for buying and selling drugs. No more. The Chung guy make us look bad. So bad. And they blame uh, social media, too. Uh, I like well. that, but I'm like, come on. Look, at, look around. I guess they see the profit, you know? We're on drugs. Hmm. I guess. I don't know. It's so played out, man. And never ending. Never ending. It just keeps going. Man, you know, I was thinking about that whole, uh, the weed makes you paranoid stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, there's kind of like a the certain edge that I like about that. Maybe I'm fucked up in the head. But there's like a certain, uh, let's call it a psychological challenge when you just like are on a good freak out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you've got to keep it held together. Yes. Um, You're aware. Like, just, overly aware. Just kind of thinking about that, I was like, uh, yeah, you've just got to make extra sure your shit's in a row, right? Um, yeah. Activates the old fight or flight mechanism. Right. I just think that, like, uh, you've got to be really sure about your signals, you know? So, like, if you're paranoid and then you're also, like, enhancing or growing these false signals... If you're like, oh, they're doing this when it's not going on, or like, oh, this is going on when it isn't going on, that's where it can get really sketchy. Mm. But I think the whole challenge within the enhanced paranoia state is to um, kind of exercise your ability to make certain what is actually going on and what isn't going on. And there are ways to check, you know, you verify it, figure it out. Figure it out. Figure it out, man. That's a good point. I like that. Um yeah, it's kind of like the Rev. He figured out uh, a metal moment for us. Yeah. He knows how to figure it out. No matter what uh, comes his way, he gets through it all, gives us the current metal moment, Woo. Uh, which I happen to have right here in front of me. Would you like to hear it? I would. All right. Well, you are in luck. There is no metal moment. Ah! 
in the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Marking the halfway point between groove and new metals, polkas were British bruisers with a profoundly timely sound that briefly looked like the answer to the UK scene's aspirational prayers. 1998's Greed album was a dark and brooding beast, but unfortunately the band never quite hit their stride and were overlooked in favor of meatheads in enormous trousers and stupid hats. A disgraceful injustice, particularly given that songs like Rubber Room are practically guaranteed to make you want to smash everything in sight. From their 1998 album Greed, this is Polkas, Rubber Room. that heat that bass was chugging along no doubt rev you're sounding wonderful too yeah fixed all your mic issues man back uh back on the road fully rigged love to see it you absolutely love to see it thank you so much rev cyber trucker you can follow him on noagendasocial.com at rev cyber trucker oh fantastic well it's one of our favorite points of the evening where we get to mosey on over to see what Juicy tidbits the bowlers might have left in our voicemail line, and you can play along too. It's not too late. You can call 816-607-3663 and uh, weigh in on our first time I ever topic this week, which is uh, the first time I ever found a dead animal. Yes. I'm sure bit, everyone uh, remembers. <laughs> a little bit gruesome, but, uh, you know, yeah. if you, you know. close your eyes and summon the memory, we'll come back, and then you call, and then... Uh, well, you know, we rip a bong and hand it to you, and then uh, it's kind of your turn. It is peer pressure, yeah, exactly. and I won't take it. Okay. I won't. It's just your turn. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah. who first did it? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, probably just a normal, you know, squirrel, cat, whatever, on the side of the road kind of thing. Um, but then it's always gnarly when you're, like, close to one, you're walking by or something like that, and I was running... Uh, sometimes this year, and there for a couple of weeks, there's this like dead possum thing or something, and they got those gnarly teeth, and it was just on the side of the road. And uh, every time I ran, I was like, kind of deal. And uh, yeah, and then uh, so yeah, don't remember the first thing, but 
remember another time uh years ago we were at the ocean and uh and uh jumped off this rock on back onto the sand and I'm like, That sand's a little soft. I was thinking about it like, Oh man, when we were climbing up on that rock I remember the sand being a little soft and so I go back and, and look at it and realize it was like a dead uh like sea lion or something like that. Ugh. And the rock it probably uh like uh washed up against the rock kind of thing and then sand had covered it so didn't really see it and just kind of blended in because of the color it was and, and whatnot and then i just remember being like ah dragging my feet Woof. and because uh, barefoot you know yeah and uh yeah just that disgusted like dead thing but <laughs> yeah i never grew up on a farm or anything like that never really experienced like animals dying or anything like that i just remember we had like one dog that uh, ended up, we ended up putting down because got, I don't know, arthritis or something. Got to the point where it couldn't stand up or sit, stand up by itself or sit down by itself and yeah. whatnot. So, yeah, I guess not, not growing up with things. Just, but I know it's a circle of life, but still see something that's kind of you know, dead on the road or you accidentally got to, or you kind of forced to drive over something without, you know, so you don't cause an accident. All of a sudden you kind of hear, feel that thump of the car and you're like, Ugh, you know. Hopefully it's already dead, but still, just kind of do that out loud, like, scream! <laughs> Alrighty, well, on that level note, I love you guys, and uh, stay dangerous, but still, try to not hit animals, you know, if you can, but uh, I guess hit the animal before a car, or somebody else, so, and uh, whether, whether it's live or whether it's dead, you can always say, Ka-ka! <laughs> Ka-ka! Thank you, Christopher Battles. Yeah, we love you. The man who enjoys long walks on the beach because he really digs the feeling of dead sea lion between his toes. <laughs> uh, stay dangerous indeed, Oof. my friend. Stay dangerous indeed. Uh, next color might be just as dangerous. You better watch out. Hey. Hey. Okay. What's up? Lauren, happy birthday. Thank happy you. Hey, hey. How's it going, you guys? Oh, it's going. Good. Nice. Nice. How about you? Oh, me? Yeah, how's it going for you? My day? Yeah, how was your day? It was good. It was a good day, you know? Pretty good day. That's good. How's the weather up there and shit? You know, the first time I ever saw... The F-tie, I'm sorry. A dead animal? Yes. Uh, I think it was... I had, well, well, it was definitely probably goldfish. I've seen goldfish that were dead. Oh, yeah. Are those animals? Those are more like fish. Yeah, they're animals. Different. Kingdom animalia. It's the same, right? but different. Yeah. And then, I get I mean, that. I had a salamander. And what is that? That's like, that's an amphibian, isn't yeah. it? Yep. It's not like, it's not, that's not a reptile. That's an amphibian. Pretty sure. I had one of those. And that, and I called it Sally the Salamander. Classic. And it would crawl up my hand and up my arm. And, uh, like, I'm not afraid of those types of types of animals. Um, especially, like, it didn't bite or anything. I, I fed it frozen worms because that's, that's what, that's how they, how they do, how they do it, you know? Yeah. I'm sure they eat other stuff. Maybe. I didn't try. Should have maybe I should have tried like, you know, iceberg lettuce or something. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it would have been down with iceberg lettuce. I think so. Iceberg lettuce is really good. 
Well, anyway, I did see that die on its rock, and it was all gray. And oh um, no! And then I threw it, and then I put it in the garden. Okay. Because I thought it would like to be in the garden <laughs> and behind my my mother's house. Yeah, peaceful. So it's something I've never told my mom. So there's probably a ghost of a salamander behind my mom's house, um, <laughs> just floating around. Ooh, ghost of a salamander. All right. Well, creepy. Have a great birthday, Lorian. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Love you. Wow, ghost of a salamander. I like that. That's a beautiful final final resting place. Very spooky, though. This whole um, thing is very very spooky. Spooked me out, man. <laughs> spooky Sally. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You remember your first dead animal findage? Yeah, I do. I, I feel like there's some I don't remember. Maybe like seeing a dead bird or such. But oh, the first time a dead animal really got to me, <laughs> and that I was immediately I thought of when I heard this F tie. Uh, it was a frog. Uh. It was a frog. It still bums me out to think about it. So I had this plastic little tykes scooter. Okay. It's like, you know, the little Tykes cars with like the yellow roof and the red plastic. Sure. This was just like that, but a scooter. It had these big, fat, plastic black wheels. Plastic. Right. Three wheels. And then you just, you know, scoot. Pedal, scoot. <laughs> you scoot along. Yeah. So, anyways, I was going up and down the driveway, up and down the dead end street that I lived on a little bit. And I saw something on my tire, my front tire. <laughs> So I stopped and uh, found out I had hit a frog. I had run over a frog and it was smushed onto the plastic front tire. Oh, no. And I was just so (laughs) upset. (laughs) It really bothered me. I felt such guilt for running over this frog. Uh, I didn't touch him or scrape him off, though. I just kept rolling forward. (laughs) I was like, well, he'll fall off eventually or just smush more onto the plastic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just get him on there real good yeah hit some gravel you know i was like all right and right into the gravel uh driveway get yeah. him off onto the rocks there you go but yeah did it work it did it did yeah okay. he was off the scooter but then i didn't want to ride the scooter for a good minute sure i was like murder I don't wanna, machine yeah i didn't want to kill any more frogs it's just uncomfortable and sad yeah. Yeah, they're so cute all frogs yeah it's always a bummer to kill the frogs, but goddamn, they're dumb creatures. Yep. They just don't know what's going on. You didn't look both ways before hopping into the road. Like when you're pushing a mower around the yard, man, like, oh. mow on enough times, you're going to hit a frog, man. Just it's like... I hadn't played Frogger yet. I didn't understand. It's just straight statistics. Yeah. Yeah. I get it now. R.I.P. Froggy. Yep. R.I.P. Uh, this next caller is alive and well. <laughs> Oh, hello. Hey. hey. What's up? Uh, the first time I ever saw a dead animal. Um, <laughs> yeah? Do you remember? Man, I don't know. Um, I had country-ass parents, even though we lived in the city when I was a kid. Okay. But like, uh, dead animals, I think it was pretty common. I know I'd seen them before, but the one that, like, really hit me was um, my dog Smokey. Mm. He was like, we had this dog when I was a kid, like under the age of 10. 
And he died. I remember maybe when I was seven or eight. Uh. But he was a fucking good dog, man. Like, this kind of dog, there's the kind of dog that fucking, you know, uh, Jack London wrote books about. Ah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, the dog's was, dog. And a man's a half dog. Half German Shepherd, half St. Bernard mix. Dang. He was just a big old dog, but he was so nice. Uh, and was smart and was fun. Would let me ride him around the yard. Like he had this path he would run around. Nice. Whenever he heard um, an ambulance or the fire truck, yeah. like any sirens, he ran from one side of the yard uh, underneath the deck that was by the pool, around the pool, over to the other corner of the yard, and then back again, just back and forth until the sirens passed by. Yeah. And uh, I'd be ready and would like try and jump on, you know, like uh, like. Some Western movie where they jump on the horse as it rides by. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when he died, I cried and I cried and I cried. Mm. And I stayed inside um, when my family buried him. I was too embarrassed to like, let everybody see me so sad. Uh, Damn. But it hit me hard, man. Like, I still get kind of sad and like, teary eyed thinking about that dog. Like, yeah. I mean, I love all dogs, but dogs like that don't come around all the time. Yeah. No, he was, uh, it was like he was a person in there. It's Good true. dog. Good damn dog. Fortunately, we already had a whole dog in the backyard for Moki, even though we did not anticipate him dying. That's a whole other voicemail. <gasps> Maybe I'll call back and tell you. Ooh. Yeah, I think I will. A whole other voicemail. All right, then. Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, with the stick. <laughs> oh, with the stick. Uh, do you want to read this whole other voicemail about a hole? Yeah. And by read, I mean listen to it, of course. Yes. It's me again. Hello, you. Hello. Hi. Pretty stoned. Mr. Fletcher. Oh, yes. The reason why. A holy hole. There was a hole large enough to accommodate a dead half German Shepherd, half St. Bernard. It's got to uh, be a sizable hole. Because of corporal punishment. Oh, no. My older brother, Scott, was a troublemaker. Well. And one day, he had decided to take my dad's old Toyota Corolla, like a 70s model that was booger yellow, uh, <laughs> take it out one night for a joyride, and uh, stuck up the tires by um, feeling out and doing donuts all over the place. Yeah. Driving recklessly. Joyride type Having shit. people call and wonder why Dad's car was doing crazy shit all over town. <laughs> oh, God. So naturally, when Dad found out, instead of, uh, well, I mean, Scott did get grounded from various things. Sure. But instead of, like, beating the shit out of him, which Dad was, you know, kind of prone to do. <laughs> ready for it. He had Scott uh, dig a... Six foot by six foot by six foot hole. Holy fuck. In the backyard. And then fill it in after he dug it. But dad was out there with a goddamn tape measure making sure that Scott got the six by six by six dimensions right. Wow. And then Hard filled in cover. the hole. And then Smokey died. 
Damn. Just of old age, because he was, he was an old ass dog. Yeah. And uh, I think they had that dog for a few years before I was even born. Um, and so the dirt was already loose. I just dug the loose dirt up, put Smokey in the hole, and I will never forget that dog. Damn. I'll, uh, I'll never forget the way he barked. He did not bark often. But when he did, he meant it. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, he was never mean to anybody except for one person. And that was, um, our neighbor's son who was a total creep. Mm. Like he was always trying to like creep on my mom and shit, like looking through the windows. What the mom fuck? caught him looking through a bedroom window when he was changed, when she was changing one time. Oh. But he was in our backyard. That's the fucked up thing. He was in our backyard. So that motherfucker jumped the fence oh my and all God. that shit. Creeper. But it was one of these times that Smokey had run away. Like, he'd get the scent of pussy and just jump <laughs> over that fucking six-foot chain link fence in the backyard. Been there. Well, it wasn't six foot. It was maybe like four and a half. But jump over that motherfucker, just boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you couldn't have timed that better. Boom. <laughs> boom. <laughs> oh, he has a follow-up here. This ah, I'm rambling about a dog getting pussy. Anyway, <laughs> Smokey was gone. So Brandon jumped in the backyard, tried to spy on my mom while she was changing, got caught. And then after that, after Smokey came back, he never liked Brandon. He would bark at that motherfucker, wouldn't let him in the backyard. Like, that's the only time I ever saw Smokey, like, show his teeth. And let me tell you, that dog had big fucking teeth. If you've ever seen how big a St. Bernard gets, yeah. imagine that as a German Shepherd. Damn. Like, this was a big old dog. Big and boy. And he fucking move. But, you know, dogs, man. Dogs, man. Dogs. I know you want dead animals, but not all from the dog. My dad has a good dog. His name's Jake from State Farm. <laughs> He's a good old dog. He's a mutt, too. The best dogs are nuts. Yeah. They really are. You disagree with me. Maybe not you. Maybe listen to the bullers. In my opinion, nuts are the best. They're always <laughs> the best. Not always. Yeah. My, in my experience, I'm stoned. I'm rambling. A little rambling, Love man. You guys. Big hugs. Love you. Big snugs. Big nugs. Oh, yeah. Big chug Big lugs. Oh, big lugs as well, yeah. Big jugs. Hey, there you yeah. go. Yeah. But no bugs. <laughs> no bugs. Only stick. <laughs> <laughs> Only stick. Oh. Only stick. Oh, shit, yes. Oh, shit, yes. Nuts are the best. <laughs> is that what the transcription said? It is what the transcription nice. said. Fantastic. Yeah, oh. you gotta love a good dog, man. Yeah. Rest C-Dub, in peace, Smokey. C-Dub says that his dog also is half German Shepherd, half St. Bernard. Wow. It like, seems like a good cross. Yeah. couple of heroes bred together. Yeah. <laughs> Big heroes. Big heroes, man. Good dog. Awesome dog story. I mean, that's sad about old Smoke, but still, that's a cool dog. Yeah. Love to hear stories about cool dogs. Man, I'm trying to remember, like, the... Um, Back to the first first, but I do remember uh, when I was, like, super young, like, earliest memories type young. I don't think my sister was even walking yet. She was, like, a baby. And there was this dead robin in the yard. Yeah. And I, like, wanted to, like, grab it or figure, you know what I mean? Like, 
You yeah. go over, you're like, what the fuck is this? No, it'll give you diseases. Like, don't touch it. Don't touch it. That was the first thing that I ever, like, was told, like, don't touch her. You're going to, like, get sick. It's going to make you sick, you know? Mm. And then there was, like, ants all over it. And I was like, what's all this about? You know? And it wasn't, I was too young to even realize it was gross, you know? I was just yeah. more like, what is going on with all this shit, you know? I hadn't really seen uh, any of that action. Very weird. That's cool you remember that, though. Very weird. I just kind of remember, like, snapshots, like, kind of moving snapshots of it, you know? And the jolt of, like, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pick it up. It scares you. Give you diseases. Make you sick. The first yeah, time you get you just, yelled at for... Yeah, you don't know nothing. You just go into it. You're like, I'm going to pick this up. Yep. <laughs> and then all of a sudden your mom's like, don't do it. <laughs> like, oh, God. Don't, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. Step away from the dead bird. Uh, and then I remember on my Massachusetts road trip when I was super young, there was like, uh, roadkill. Sure. Um, I can't remember the, the situation exactly, but it was very convoluted. It was like, we got gas and then I needed to pee, but like, I don't know, for some reason we weren't able to use the restroom. I don't know if like the gas station was closed, but you could still pump at the pump or... I mean, I feel like this was too far ago, too long ago to not, to, you know. This was before pay at the pump days, I think, but I don't remember. I just remember for whatever reason, uh, we had to pull over, like, the side of the road. And I was, like, peeing in this bottle. Oh. And then there was uh, some fucking dead animal, too, on the side of the road. That's, oh, when, no. I, that's when I learned what roadkill meant. Nice. <laughs> and the whole term roadkill. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. Just some flat, uh, some <laughs> flat mammal. <laughs> Could have been a raccoon or something. I don't know. Smush. Smushed flat mammal, dude. Oh, this mammal is far from flat. Hey, beautiful bowler. Hey, just hey. got off work. Got in the truck. Hell yeah! To hear the show live. Woo-hoo. So yippee! Always a great Tuesday when that happens. Oh yeah. Um, just wanted to touch base real quick into uh. What Mr. Spencer was just talking about in regard to having that high and that paranoia. Oh, yes. I often equate that to fear, where it's that balance of having a healthy amount of fear. Okay. Just a little bit, not too much, not absent of. If you don't have that fear or paranoia, you could get too careless and get caught. Or something uh, dumb, sure. what have you. If you have too much, it becomes crippling. So, dude, when you get really baked and just have that little bit of paranoia, it's enough to keep your ass in check. Absolutely. First time I really noticed it was in Amsterdam, getting completely fucking ripped, walking out of a cafe, knowing I was high, in a culture that didn't care. Coming out of the United States, I kept wanting to look over my shoulder like, oh, my God, I'm fucking baked in public. Everyone's going to know. <laughs> Everyone's gonna I'm know. all fucking Chinese-eyed. I got a <laughs> shady grin. I'm checking over my shoulder all the time. And it was a huge culture shock to be in a place that didn't give a fuck about that. And this was early 2000. Yeah. But first time I ever, oh, first time I ever noticed that animal, oh, can't really think of that. No worries. Uh, too much. It's a, like a long time. So I'm just going to weigh in with last night, driving home after work, get into the neighborhood, little possum crosses the road, 
and unfortunately suicided right underneath my tire. Uh, I was too late for me to see him because he came running out of the shrub on the parkway. So God bless the little possum, but fuck squirrels. Squirrels <laughs> are suicidal. Suicidal squirrels. Fuck them. I don't wish them death, but I don't really care if they die because I've seen too many squirrels commit suicide running in front of the car. Yep. Anyway, bless the bowlers. May y'all have a great night. Love you. Peace. 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 Love you too. Squirrels are crazy, dude. They they do the whole spectrum of things. On campus, I used to live just like right off of the the, uh, quad on campus when I was in Columbia at the J-Slums. And it was like a great, it had a three floors and it was a great porch for people walking because so I was up on the second floor you know yeah so it's like pretty low key people watching you from just, the porch just yeah you just sit in the chair all day and just watch people go by they don't really notice that you're there uh and then I found myself squirrel watching one day because there's just like a shitload <laughs> of squirrels in the spring and the fall especially in the spring they you crazy there's just a shitload of them and I saw one squirrel properly use a crosswalk and it was like, it like stood on the corner and then a, this uh, car slowed down at the stop sign that was, there was like a four-way stop with crosswalks. So this car stops and then the squirrel just books it across the crosswalk <laughs> as the car stops and the car just goes. And I was like, wow, that was really sweet. And then this other squirrel comes tearing down the sidewalk, just like running, 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 running. The same car that had stopped. I don't think they saw the squirrel at all. I don't know. It's like this SUV. This uh, SUV makes the full stop and then starts going again, uh, driving north. The squirrel's tearing along. Now it's like tearing along beside this SUV on the sidewalk, still just like running as fast as it can. And then it just just darts left right under the back tire of the SUV. (laughs) Just gets fully nailed. The SUV, they probably didn't even feel a bump. No, yeah. It was just whoomp. And that thing was just like doing like the helicopter tail, and like <laughs> flailing, but not, it wasn't really working uh, mm. for like 20 seconds and then just <laughs> laid there. I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, I just saw one squirrel properly use a crosswalk and then another squirrel dive under that car and, like he said, suicided himself, man. Just went for it. Was just like, nope, <laughs> I'm done playing. I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> oh, man. I like what uh, Larry was saying about the, uh, the proper amount of fear, though. It's yeah. Good. It's, always, it's, good, it's good to have balance, man. Yes. It's good to have balance. You have to. It's like uh, every day is a challenge, you know? And you can rise up or melt down. And the bowlers choose to rise up. That's right. Uh, this next caller has risen up. Or maybe not. Wow. That's a blankie. Aw. It's a blankie caller. Sorry about that. Maybe maybe you got the wrong number. Heard the message and was like, what the fuck? Yeah, maybe I gave out. The bowl number again instead of my number. Oh, maybe. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, it's not an 816 at least. Oh, good. Yeah, then probably not. Yep, I do a, that a lot. Got a four second blank there. Four second blank, caller, but uh, appreciate the effort. Hey, I uh, made a fancy new first time I ever notepad you page did. for you. You did. Look at this thing. They're all like in order. And uh, well, in order, I just mean like. Going straight from top to bottom. My last one was scribbled all over, and some were written in the margins and all over the place. Yes. Vertically, horizontally. Yeah. <sighs> Let's see. You want me to go down them? Or just pick one. Uh, First time I ever used chopsticks. How about that? Okay. 
Next week, we want to hear about the first time you ever used chopsticks. All you got to do is call 816-607-3663. That's right. And all your dreams will be fulfilled as you tell us about the first time you ever did that thing called using chopsticks. You're going to love it. It'll be worth it. It'll change your life. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we just have to... Uh, ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold. It's the only thing left to do. It is. Just like with my birthday plans, I'm like, oh, you know, if, uh, if there's nothing else, then bowl. Bowl. Kind of want to just bowl anyway. Bowling's always good. Been a minute. Yeah, been a minute. Been a minute. Been a minute. Next so- minute. <laughs> Next minute. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's Sorry. a throwback. <laughs> uh, two sets of parents are suing Amazon for selling suicide kits to teenagers. Holy based. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got to be eighteen. Let's let's be clear. You got to be eighteen to buy the suicide kit. But then what? You know. What? Well, but it's it's not a kit. Um, what happened was these two teens in West Virginia, they both bought sodium nitrite. Okay. Which is a food preservative. Uh, but if you eat a lot of it, you'll die. That reminds me of like everything. Everything on yeah. Earth. Right. <laughs> um. I mean, you but, can. You can die from water. The algorithmic recommendations that came up Uh-oh. for these teens included the Peaceful Pill Handbook, uh, which I allegedly details methods of assisted suicide, oh God, including so using sodium nitrite. Is it like users who bought sodium nitrite also bought yes. these things? <laughs> like yeah. kill yourself type A scale shit? for dosing it out. <laughs> oh, and an anti-vomiting agent. Oh, now, so you don't... Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my I, God. You know, the algorithm doesn't do that for me. And there's a chance also that these teens were looking up suicide stuff you know and so it was just like on the in their browsing data okay (laughs) um but yeah the parents are pissed and so they're suing i guess ebay has banned the sale of sodium nitrite you gotta ruin a good Um, thing but worth noting i have written down here that there is an antidote if you or someone you love ingests a bunch and that is methylene blue which, unfortunately, you can't buy on Amazon, but you can get put into you intravenously at a hospital. Okay. So. Is this like the assisted kill thing, or what? What's the... Huh? No, that's the that's the remedy. That's the, I don't oh, want to die. Oh, change my mind. Take me to the Ser- hospital. It's the changed my mind serum. Yes, exactly. Fantastic. And it looks like uh, toilet water. <laughs> it's all yeah. blue. Methylene blue. Fantastic. Yes. Zydrate. Comes in a little glass vial. I don't know. Well, it just popped in my head because <laughs> it's blue. Lucky it's Prime Day or whatever. Oh god! <laughs> double up on your uh, methylene blue. Ugh. Uh. No, Spence, you can't get the good stuff on Amazon. Just the food ah. preservative. I just explained that you have to go to the hospital for that. You got to You know, it's probably on the Controlled Substances Act. Uh. Anyway, you remember the Minnesota dude I mentioned last bowl who thought he might break the world record with his pumpkin? I did. The it was like a one. big cliffhanger. Yeah. It was such a tease. I was like, why is this a news story? Yeah. You know? Well, anyways, he drove his pumpkin 35 hours from what the Whoa. media is calling the Halloween capital, Anoka, Minnesota. Uh-huh. Probably saying that wrong. All the way to Half Moon Bay. 
Holy Moses. Yep. And uh Half Moon Bay, which is of course uh California. California, okay. Name this pumpkin Maverick. Okay. Talks about how he fertilized it fourteen times a day. That's dirty. And Maverick again is a seed from the world's Ooh. record biggest pumpkin. That's right. We're bringing it home, right? Well, that one was in Italy, you know, and that that one was in Italy. That one weighed two thousand seven hundred and three pounds. We want to bring that record home. We want to bring the record home, but <laughs> oh no, no but <laughs> Maverick weighed in at two thousand five hundred and sixty pounds. So, he holds the record for biggest pumpkin grown in North America. Okay. But not the world. So close. So close. So close. Wow. Really good news for him is uh, the winner got paid $9 a pound, so he left with $23,000. Holy crap. If it had broken the world record, he would have gotten an additional $30,000. And this... Is his second year competing. That's a hell of a bounty on a pumpkin. Yeah. Well, next time, he'll have to fertilize it 16 times a day. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be there, right? I mean, that's just math. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Wow. Maybe check the fertilizer and switch it up a little. I don't know. I caramba. Yeah. In 2020, he won with a 2,350-pound pumpkin. Nothing to sneeze at. No doubt. <laughs> These are massive pumpkins, man. Yeah. I mean... Very impressive. Oh, my gourd. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, you went uh, all the way for the payoff. Fantastic. Yeah. I did graduate from journalism school. It's <laughs> Kudos. Uh, uh, Abel Kirby sent me this next story. Kirby. Colorado. Great source. Might. He is. A wonderful source. Rare Encounter, Wednesday nights. And Abelcraft. Colorado might have a new wolf pack in the state. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, uh, the reason why they're thinking that is because 18 calves have mysteriously died over Uh-oh. like two weeks. Uh-oh. They're not mysteriously. They've been eaten. Right. You know. <laughs> um, and the state has a confirmed wolf pack in Meeker, Colorado, but that is far, far away from where these calves were killed. Now, there was a second wolf pack that had been tracked in Colorado, but they went missing. And so they suspect foul play here. Oh, no. Someone probably illegally killed them. Yeah. Um, Took matters in their own hands. Yeah. Back in 2020, voters passed a Gray Wolf Reintroduction Act, Mm -hmm. which made farmers pretty unhappy. Yeah. You know? I can see both sides. uh, Let's get some wolves in here. Let's say I can see both sides of the issue. Oh, definitely. There's some nuance. It's nuanced for sure. In February, there was a ruling that restored federal protections for the wolves so that killers would face fines and maybe even prison time, um, which is, you know, I don't know, self-defense, maybe. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> wolves usually run away, right? So you shoot know. your gun up in the air. I, I don't, don't know. know. But yeah, so they're trying to find this new pack. Mm. Or maybe it's the old pack and they didn't get killed. Oh, that'd be cool. They just traveled. Yeah. They were like, Oh, we should get out of here. This dude need, means business. Wow. You never know. Hard never to tell know. with those wolves, man. They play their cards close to their chest. You know? Yeah. Wolves are so cool, though. They are very cool creatures. Uh, I, I gotta love the wolves. You know what else is a cool creature? What? The Burmese python. Okay. Yeah. Some guy just got charged with smuggling three Burmese pythons in his pants at the uh, U.S.-Canadian border. Hmm. Yeah. Pant pythons. 
This dude was from New York City. I don't know why he needed three Burmese pythons, but he tried to bring them in. Uh, he hid snakes on a bus one time in July 2018. Yeah. The snake smuggler. So these are just the times he got caught. Obviously, this is like a... Could be a recurring thing for him. Gotta be a hustle, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, you can't bring Burmese pythons into America. They're an invasive species in Florida, and they blame Hurricane Andrew of 1992 for destroying a python breeding facility. Whoa. And then it unleashed the freaking Burmese pythons on Florida, I guess. Went in all over the place, huh? One region, yeah. Of course, they're one of the biggest snake species out there. Right. But they're not venomous. Nope. They um, just squeeze the shit out of anything they get a hold of. Yeah. 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 They grow like 16 to 23 feet long. They're silly big. They're from southern and southeastern Asia. So, yeah, they don't really have any business being over here. Um, but the import of the Burmese python is regulated by international treaty. And federal regulations list them as injurious to human beings. So, uh, the max sentence this dude could face is 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Not worth it. Huh. I saw that one of the heaviest snakes on record was a Burmese python. Yep. Uh, named Baby. <laughs> okay. Who weighed in at 403 pounds. Just one big baby. That's a lot of snake. <laughs> it's, ugh. Yes, it is. It's hard to think about. <laughs> So hard. So hard. <laughs> I don't know. Snakes are kind of cool. Yes. Uh, you know what's not cool, though? Higher education, most of it. No um, doubt. Well, depends on what kind of higher you're talking about. Hey. Hey-o. I like to be highly educated, yes. Swing. But fuck this law school in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. That sent out a bunch of acceptance emails to people that didn't get accepted. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that's you, Northeastern University School oh, of Law. Oh, no. How and did you they know, do it? And you know what happened? Oh, a technical error caused a glitch. Oh, yeah. I'm quoting from <laughs> the journalism article. That's you know, a glitch. like this is real journalism here. How did this happen? Well, there was a technical error that caused a glitch. And this wow. journalist really wrote that shit down and was like, yep. That's a domino of uh, things going wrong. Technical error that caused a glitch. Woo! Right. Fuck. And we all know exactly what that means, and no further research was needed. That's right. It means that you uh, neglected to renew your McAfee subscription, and (laughs) you had it coming. Mm -hmm. You had that technical error. (laughs) It sent 200 acceptance letters to current applicants, and 4,000 acceptance letters to folks who applied a year ago. Oh, excuse me? What? Yeah. <laughs> so the a lot of the, you know, the journalists who took a feature story approach with it, uh, they all talked to this single mom of oh, four. No. Who was like, her dream is to show her kids, you're never too old, it's never too late, and you can be whatever you want to be, and she's always wanted to be a lawyer, and mm. she just keeps getting rejected, but then she got that acceptance email. Oh and, my god, and she was and like, then, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, she got that acceptance email, and then she got a rejection email not long after. And oh, I was man. like, oh. The old just kidding trick. Yes, the old just kidding one of the favorites. I think this one's colleges a- everywhere. Yes, yeah, it's true. Well, it's never too late. You're never too old to uh, give up on college entirely and just live your life. Yeah, seriously. Just go for the bar exam. 
Yeah, just pass the bar. Go for it. Yeah. Just pass the bar. Save the money. Buy. Go. Uh, you know, read some online text. <laughs> go rent a book. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's. Uh, go to the library. I don't know if you can do that everywhere. Oh, some places really? I believe you can, but. Hmm. No, I guess I don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. A, <laughs> In the this bottom is not legal line, advice. the bottom one is don't listen to me. This is yeah. college advice, but not legal <laughs> advice. Exactly. Flock exactly. school. Okay. What's next? A uh, South Carolina man said that witches commanded him to toss his dog over a bridge. Oh my god. Yeah. Dog's okay. Well, that's good. He tossed him over the bridge twice. Twice. And someone called the cops the first time. You know, they were like, hey, uh, there's this guy on a bridge and he's like going to throw his dog off. And oh, he did. But the dog's okay because there was only like a 34 foot drop and nothing to sneeze at. Oh, was that all? Yeah. One more than 33 feet. So it was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Probably some water underneath because they described the dog as very wet, which I was like, well, you know, go for it. That's a good softer landing. Um, but yeah, then he threw the dog again, and so police come out, and they find him under the bridge with his dog in a chokehold. They're like, hey, dude, what's up? He's like, a witch has told me to throw my dog, man. That's not a direct quote. <laughs> That's complete speculation, because they didn't give a quote from the guy. They just lured me in with the headline that he said witches commanded him. He probably said something closer, like, oh, the witches come and follow me, and he told me to bring the bridge, and my dog, he follow me, and there was the witches, and the witches came in and over the bridge, and I said, oh, God, oh, God. I think you nailed it, yeah. Probably something closer to that. Yeah, and that's why they just put witches in the little quotes, because they couldn't really make out the rest of what he was saying, you know? They're like, <laughs> weird witches. Weird witches. But yeah, like I said, dog's okay. Um, well, it was a one-year-old puppy. Aww. Big pup. Um, no visible injuries, obviously shaken. Taken to Greenville County Animal Care for assessment. Oh, good. And uh, this guy will face animal cruelty charges. He should face some witches, man. I'm sure that the witches do uh do something ongoing. The witches will face you wherever you are. Perfect timing on the lanes. Uh, Fletcher coming in. Fletcher seventy one seventy five sets. He says uh, via fountain. By the way, cue up that Joe Walsh song because I like them big. <laughs> I like them big. I like them big. I like them big. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Your wish is my uh command. Cedubs points out that poor dog's gonna be afraid of bridges now. It's true. And also probably afraid of uh, dirty bums and trench coats. Yeah. Or whatever this guy was wearing on Ivan's. And witches. <laughs> Just knows. He's going to know as soon now. as witches come along. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's going to fucking blame him. <laughs> oh. Uh, here's a story out of uh, Salt Lake City. Okay. North of the city, I guess. All right. It was just all in the air. Something Latai Kafusi yeah. couldn't escape. Yeah, it smells like dead, rotten fish. I was thinking Ooh. the worst, like, ew, it's probably like a decomposed body, like, somewhere. Yes, I, I thought maybe something had died in my backyard. Max March could tell the smell was unusual. I've smelled, like, the Davis sewer plant before. Um, this was not that. The strange stench drifted over to City Hall, where even police jumped on the case. Some of our police officers noticed the smell around town. I've been out and driven around about two hours trying to locate it. It, There are pockets of the smell throughout the city and also outside of the city. The city investigated and said it's not the refinery, not the sewer plant, or any other business they checked. And it didn't matter where you went in town, 
you got a whiff of dead fish. Oh, God. A few hours later, <laughs> the winds push the putrid aroma away. Putrid. Even if Ooh. residents can now breathe, they can't help. I want to know what is it. But be baffled. I mean, with the concerns of this lake drying up and all that and arsenic and things at the lake bed, I didn't know what it was. So I'd like to know what it was. So the investigation here at North Salt Lake continues, but a big question remains. Will the smell come back? Bring back the smell. Bring back the smell. <laughs> Bring back the smell. We've had other mystery odors roll up onto the lanes before. A little phantom odor, huh? Mm. The whole town was affected. That's yeah. a serious hate right there, man. Yeah. A serious stink. <laughs> oh, it's a really stink, stink, stunk situation. Yeah. Yuck. Well, I've Inescapable. Sm- I've smelled the uh, Samsung sewage plant. This was not that. <laughs> yeah. I liked that. that. <laughs> the refinery? Not that either. No. We, I, I, we smelled some, the smell. I've cut some bad nasties in my time, but this was not that. <laughs> Ugh. Well, some chemtrails uh, or something. Explosives are washing up on a central Oregon coast beach. Right around Newport. Oh, there was an explosion just now. Yeah, explosion of pins. Yeah, they found three devices that appear to have washed ashore. Mm. Although, I suppose one cannot be too sure. <laughs> they appear but, to have washed ashore? Is that a tell? You like my uptalk? Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm on to you. Uh, there, there's a picture in the article. They're just like these white canisters. And it's got a label on it that says exactly what it is. Mm. Warning, explosive, simulator, hand grenade. M116A1. And then it's got firing instructions, but of course they didn't flip it over to take a picture of those. Um, this article, the first article I saw that reported it was from Beach Connection. And they reached out to the Canadian manufacturer who designs them and found out they're for training exercises for troops to get used to the sights and sounds of the battlefield, mm. I guess. Um, so you pull the wire. The pull wire or whatever, well. and it, you know, activates, and you get a loud bang and a flash like six to 12 seconds later, but it's non-lethal. I see. I mean, so I wouldn't like... want to fi- be close to it and find <laughs> yeah. out, but... So, like, holding it's no big deal, I'm sure, right? <laughs> I'm sure it, it probably says on the back, make flash. sure you throw it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, six to 12 seconds, you know, somewhere in there. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Potato, potato. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, Thanks. It's been 14 minutes. Yeah. Cool. My birthday day. You okay. remember last year on your birthday, we were doing the show live uh, from Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Up in the uh, the old attic. The that's old right. tower. The bowl tower. Yeah. I was just thinking about that earlier today. And we were drinking that Mike Tyson whiskey. <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. Uh, was it something, punch, something chance? Mm, I can't remember now. Oh, I'll find it. Puncher's chance? Um... It might have been it. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. I like some whiskey now. The, <laughs> uh, raw, the rawness is kind of it's coming creeping in. in on me on these fucking teeth. Ugh. It's bugging me that I don't know the name of this um, this alcohol. But I was gonna go by the wayside because your teeth are bothering you. So a man got a mysterious phone call, which he ignored because he didn't recognize the number. But later on, he found out that it was Michigan Lottery telling him he won 100000 bucks. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So I guess his 
little scheme is he goes out and he finds non-winning tickets that people just like throw out or throw on the ground or whatever. And he picks them up and he punches them into this lottery app that he's got because you can be entered into prize drawings just for making the ticket purchase, even if it's a loser. So luckily they left him a voicemail, but they also followed up with an email saying, hey, dude, you won $100,000. We can't get a hold of you. He listened to the voicemail and confirmed it. But yeah, it was just from punching in loser ticket numbers into these prize drawings. Nice. The second chance drawing. That's right. Worth it. I was right, by the way. Puncher's Chance. Puncher's Chance. Puncher's Chance Kentucky Straight Bourbon. Yeah, that was it. Good one. I just remember the tiger on the bottle. <laughs> uh, so long ago. Yeah, that was fun. It's always fun having a show day birthday. Remember it was from Wolf Spirit Distillery? We were all into oh, it, man. Oh, yeah. It was a good uh, good bottle. Yeah. It was tasty, too. Native ad. Not an ad, just, you know, if you're out there. <laughs> Native subtract. Uh, Mike Tyson's got one. I say I stay away from Mike Tyson because he makes so many <laughs> things that fascinate me. <laughs> I don't want to advertise. Uh, but too late. Yeah, here we are. You got to buy it now, or you don't love us. <laughs> yeah, I got a final <laughs> clip for you for the final road, uh, lane story. Uh. Final clip? Yes. Just riding through, me and my buddy here. Scott Wilson and his riding partner were out enjoying the back roads of Norwood on their motorcycles and were surprised to hear about the wayward steer. I thought she was joking at first. He says a collision with a bull in a car would be dangerous enough, but on a motorcycle, it's a whole nother ball game. That would be devastating. That'd deadly. <laughs> deadly. Probably be killed. Norwood police say a rodeo bull who was at this livestock market on Wednesday broke free from its pen and headed for the hills. This is no ordinary animal. Town officials tell me it's very aggressive and a danger to anyone who encounters it. We've heard he's 700 pounds. We've heard he's 1,800 pounds. We've heard he's 2,200 pounds. Though how big the bull is is more like a fish story to locals. It's what everybody was talking about at Chips Lake Stop this afternoon. Somebody didn't lock the gate and that big joker got out. And the way I understand it, he was charged cars on Indian Mound. Maria Shelton is the manager here and says normally people are commenting on her Halloween decorations this time of year, but the rodeo bull took top billing. This is probably something a little bit different. <laughs> Police tell me they're concentrating their search to other cow farms in the area, hoping the bull will want to head to familiar grounds, but even that's been unsuccessful. This is Norwood. We see everything. Amber Hook says there's a simple solution. I say tranquilize it and ain't no big deal going with your day. Reggie Fur <laughs> says he's not thinking about the danger, but more of the dinner. Oh, yeah. We have a pastor, and uh, we just had one. I hope he comes to mind. We'll just shoot him and eat him. There you go. Yeah, just shoot him and eat him. Shoot him and eat him. <laughs> yeah, C-Dubs points out, why is that guy up talking like that? I don't know, but it reminds me a lot of Phil Hartman. <laughs> <laughs> He's a generalist. <laughs> He's a generalist, yeah. Uh, but that's all I got. That's my lanes wow, for tonight. Wow, they, they heard he was every uh, every weight range but 3,300 pounds. I was waiting for him to hit that. Oh, that would have been really cool. I heard he was 700 pounds, heard he was 1,800 pounds, heard he was 2,200 pounds. I ain't heard he was 3,300 pounds. That's why it didn't get into the top 333 stories. Oh, man. Still a really great one. A really great one. And I uh, hope you have a really great one tomorrow. Thanks, I will. For your big bad birthday bash. We'll lean into it pretty hard, I'm sure. Thank you, so everybody, uh, so hard. I want to thank you so hard. So hard. For uh, tuning in, hanging out, 
chowing along for all the boosts and all the chats. Thanks, Abel Kirby, for some great story tips. We'll be back with you guys on Friday evening. Remember, we are doing a Bulls with Buds with our great friend Farmer Todd. He's going to update us on how that harvest is going. And uh, I'm sure he's got a lot on his mind. We'll be picking his brain and his uh, booming new high-fidelity voice in his new sound setup. I'm excited for that. Hell yeah. And then, of course, we'll be back next Tuesday night and all Tuesdays that happen to be nights going forward. You can just draw a straight line down on your calendar. Those are bull after bull nights every Tuesday right around 9 central after DH Unplug wraps up on the NA stream. And uh, through all of that, I will remain Sir Spencer, Wolf Kansas City. And I'll be Dame DeLorean. Till next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Yes, the truth it can be a drug. It was all a dream. Like that, Boos. Wait till you see what happens next. Thank you, darling. Yes, yes. There's nothing stronger than having it be done in front of a crowd. Why don't you shift a little bit? Move that ass. Because imagine sitting down on this. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com. <laughs>